You are about to witness history in the making. Good evening and welcome everyone and welcome to another show of the Pop Culture Gamers. My name's Hayden, I'm here as always with Steve. Hi Steve. Hello, hello, how are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Um, what's been going on in your week, Steve? Oh, where do I start? <laughs> it's all woes this week. Um, firstly, my wife, we got her a brand new car. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little Twango they call it, a Renault Twango. Not my little car. I do for what she needs for running around the running around the area, and um, we park it out on the main street side of the house. And some spotted teenagers just gone and driven into it. Oh God! So it's yeah. It, he had a black box in his car, so they've been notified. We spoke to the parents, all the details, but it's just a ball ache in it. You know, you don't need that when you get a new vehicle. No, because it'll forever taint that vehicle as well. Yeah, because. When I I know when years ago when uh, I got my uh, first brand new car, mm. um, we went on holiday in it, and we went to I can't remember where it was. We went Taunton or somewhere, mm. and anyway, I was absolutely paranoid about parking next to other cars because of people just swinging the doors open and whatever, because mm. it had you know scrapes in the paint or whatever. And anyway, we went to this holiday place. It was self-catering. I turned around to my wife and I said, right, I'm going to go and you know, when we go shopping, I'm going to park us away from where everybody else is. Mm. Okay. And I'm not, this is not a joke, right? Went to this Asda where we were and there was two car parks. There was one which was like their main car park. And then there was another one which was attached to it, which was their sort of like secondary car park. So I went in that one and there was one other vehicle in there Yeah. at the front and I've parked at the far end of that car park. I came back and there was two massive four by fours parked either side of me. <laughs> I sort of like, and also really, really close. I mean, to the point I couldn't actually get in. Yeah. And it was sort of like you were joking. All of this space, and it was obviously done it deliberately just to irk me. Mm. But yeah, so I know exactly what you mean. You just don't want any damage going on. No, I mean the the kid when um, we went outside there because I thought it was Mum that was with him that knocked at the door, but that was a, someone else that witnessed it. Mm. So uh, my. One of my next door neighbours um, drove him home. But he, mm-hmm. he came back and I saw him at because I was getting, I was taking details of the vehicle. And he said he was crying his eyes out. <laughs> so, and his, when my wife spoke to him, uh, spoke to his mum, she said he's going to pay for this because he it's off his back, like you know. Because mm. then the people that do the uh, black box phoned up saying it's not working. Yeah. Oh, I wonder why that is. So they'll be going down there to get the information off of that. <laughs> to see how fast he was going probably as well so was it like a lot of damage or yeah well it's taken the side of the bumper 
brought the bumper out mm-hmm. and but the thing is it pushed the vehicle up against the curb because obviously you park a little bit away from the curb and when he came away from the tire the smashed the you know the the uh, the, the, the cover of the of the tire yeah and underneath that was where you where you've got the metal rim of the whole the whole uh, what holds the tire on it was all buckled one end at the top as well and i don't know how he did that and then looking at his car he's, it looks like his steering shot so, so i'm just he's got to have been going a pace yeah, but it can't be that far because we're not we're not that many meters away from the main, from the T junction for the main road. Yeah, but I suppose it depends upon how quickly you came around that corner where your house is. Yeah, well, it's not easy to just come around the far side of the thought, but you know. Anyway, or could he have been coming from the other way? Um, no, because I th- because of the way the car's parked, it's parked as if it's hit our vehicle, then drove past, and then pulled up on the left hand side which is the same side as our vehicle is. But who knows? We just have to wait and see how it goes with this. Mm. I just pray it's nothing, you know, untoward that we've got to cough up with. So anyway, that was my first bit of disappointment. Mm-hmm. Then I was looking forward to picking up an album off of eBay. It said it was there at Sainsbury's for collection. I opened it up. Waiting to see a yellow a yellow cover pop out of this this cardboard box it was in, and it was Fleetwood Mac rumours, so it wasn't Queen Flash Gordon. So I contacted the seller. He said, "Yeah, it's funny enough, somebody else has just contacted because the guy that was wanting Fleetwood Mac's got got the Queen album." So anyway, there is a so, bit of a difference between Queen and Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, there is. It's, it's, um, I can't think of the woman's name now off the top of my head, but um, yeah. Were you saying to him, "Don't tell me lies, don't tell me sweet little lies"? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. So anyway, so I contacted him. He's sent. He's since sent that to me with a sticker to return the other album, which I'll do that Monday. So, but that's pretty cool. It's great to put that blare that out early today. What so. a bit of Fleetwood. No, yeah, no. Queen, you numpty. <laughs> well, I thought you might have been having a listen work before you sent no, it back. No, because it's sealed. All ah, right, fair so enough. These, these, are, um, these are new copies. Okay. So they're all sealed in cellophane. So, yes, and my next bit of woe was Bethesda woe. As... You know, I spoke to you a little bit while we were playing Destiny 2 the other night. Yeah, well, it's because of where the dodgy places you've been buying Destiny. Uh, <laughs> where you call it from, isn't it? Game, <sighs> for example. Well, I didn't have much of a choice for that. So, anyway, so if we go back to the bag gate from some time ago, yeah. and you had to put in your application to prove you bought the Armour Edition, mm. and they turned me down saying I didn't give him enough information. But I gave him the email to confirm from game that I purchased it. Did they not ask you for, um, like, a receipt? Well, no, I didn't get a receipt. It was pre-ordered, wasn't it? And it was delivered. Yeah, okay. So I had the delivery email saying, you paid for blah, 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 and all that malarkey. So um, 
I, I, I didn't have my little rant on Twitter, which I did do. Cause I felt like doing that because I was really miffed about it. And I then did it a second time. I did exactly the same thing. I then got a quick, swift email from saying, thank you, um, it's been confirmed that you will be receiving the bag once it's been made. So It's really poor customer service. Yeah, it is. And I don't really want to hop on too much about it. But yeah, that that's that. That's done. Yeah. But the chair on the cake really was at least Amazon delivered Ace Combat 7 on time when that one came out on the Friday. So... At least someone can get it right. Yeah, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about that because just not being able to stretch to that this time. Yeah, well, there's, a, there's other things coming out, isn't there, and all sorts, so it's not easy. No. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, um, I've got a, a fair bit to say about that, and I've had a dabble in the VR as well, so which I did last night till one in the mo- past one in the morning. Yeah, I think that I'll probably get the PlayStation version for the VR. But uh, anyway, so how was your week? Was it in- interesting than mine was? Um, no, <laughs> to be quite <laughs> honest with you. The week was generally okay. I've been working on my Platinums. Mm. Um, and, well, as of yes, oh, sorry, Friday when I did the uh, uh, notes... Uh, myself, um, I'd earned, or I'd completed seven games, six platinums, and one, um, one K because one was on the Xbox. Mm. Um, but since then, I've done another two, and I'm working okay. on my third. Um, so really racking up the platinums this month. I mean, knocking it out of the park. As long, well, the main thing is if you're enjoying the games, that's all good. If you're doing it for achievements and you're just trying to crack them out, then that's probably. No, I'm enjoying the games, and actually, what I'm quite glad of is the fact that some of the games are actually cross buy. So I can do it on the Vita and then do it on the PS4 as well. Mm. And you get double bubble for the you know for the same game, as it were. Yeah, of course. So I've been doing that a couple of times because it's quite nice when you've got the same game free. So I can sit and play it downstairs with the wife and whatever and then when she goes to bed, come on the uh, PlayStation and whatever. It's actually, it's rejuvenated my youth, uh, youth, like youth, use of the Vita. Mm. Uh, I have to admit, so I'm really quite um, quite pleased about that because yes. it's been a bit of tech that's just been sat there and doing absolutely nothing. And to be honest, I think it's going to get, as the year progresses, we're not going to see many games. We're going to see less and less coming out for this, aren't we? And is it is it March this year when they're going to stop on the PlayStation Plus? Yeah, we've got two more months. Two more months and that's it. Yeah. It's just such a shame. And I wish it were bringing out something to replace the Vita. But they're not. So. Well, you know... Consoles, they've sold what 90 million consoles, so they're not probably bothered about getting a portable out. <laughs> to be honest, probably know that it you know the market is really tied up with the switch, and especially if they're going to do this switchless switch that we yeah. talked about last week, mm. it kind of you know, why why do Sony need to go into <clears throat> competition with 
such a big market leader there because the 3DS and the DSs have outstripped the selling of the PlayStation anywhere. See, Nintendo's all about handheld, really. Mm. Always has been. I, I don't um, know. I, th- I think it's also been about the consoles. It's just their priority has been more about the playable games than the raw processing power. Yeah. And the innovation as well. They've always been about the innovation. Hmm. Yeah, it's, I just, you know, I think they, they've had that market centre for a number of years and, you know, you tried to do something else mm. that may sort of challenge it, but I don't think you can really. It's it's what Nintendo are all about, really. I know we, they've had their, the Wii and everything else that's come out. Yeah. But it's always about the handheld. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, uh, also got a bit of, well, bad news in the mm. fact that... Um, I'd just been sorting out my uh, parents' house. You know, starting it. That's one of the things this year is getting that ready to sort of rent out, as it were. It's been over a year. It's been sat there doing nothing. Hmm. So um, my son was uh, staying at home with his grandma because his grandma lives with us now. And uh, he was streaming his gameplay anyway. I get a phone call when we're on the way back. Mm. Dad, my account's been hacked. And I'm sort of like... How? Did he know oh. that? Well, this is the thing, because he, he he was streaming it at the time, but what happens is Roblox comes up and it tells you, you have completed this trade. Mm. And what had happened was someone had been watching his stream... And I don't, I don't know what happened. He was helping someone mm. uh, to do something, which uh, he was like showing on, you know, doing on screen. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of minutes later, stuff started going out of his uh, account, you know, through these trades. And what's happened, or what we think's happened, is that someone has. Um, found out what his password is and logged in and sent both his Robux, which is the currency <clears throat> in the game, mm. yeah. and all of his really expensive items. Because, you know, in that in that thing, the, the, the cost goes on the, you know, like the digital items, mm. um, which you can trade. And he'd been trading in all sorts. And uh, anyway... He'd lost over a hundred dollars worth of items, all rare stuff. Jeez, how how did they get? Silly, stupid question. How did they get out of his password? I don't know. Um, I did have a chat with him, and it wasn't what I would have said is a very strong password. We've since had a chat about passwords. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So his his account was uh, hijacked anyway. So the person has been blocked. All mm. of this was live on stream as well, so I've got video evidence of it. You're showing that he hadn't commissioned the trade, but the trade came through. Yeah. And stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, and he'd been working hard to sort of, like, you know, get some of these items that were, like, chase ones, and he'd been working in quite a while to get them. Mm. Um, so he was absolutely gutted. Absolutely gutted. Uh, which, considering this week, he was on a high because... 
his number of subscribers has now exceeded mine on <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> How has he got? Uh, about 350 now. <laughs> Whereas I, I've got like about 214, 215. But to be honest, I'm not really doing much on YouTube other than a few unboxing videos and whatever. And I'm not doing it on a regular basis. He's setting his stall out to do regular content. Yeah, you know, that's for what the some game people want, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, and that's why people will subscribe. People, you know, like the way my channel is, won't, you know, won't necessarily subscribe unless they think, oh, actually, it does quite a lot of stuff. I'll just keep my eye out in terms of it, and it's mostly, I think, listeners anyway. Mm. So yeah, so after he'd had that high, then for this to happen, you know, he was devastated, absolutely devastated. So they nicked money out of his account. Mm. Um, and uh, all this other stuff as well. So we've blocked the person, reported it to Roblox, and hopefully we'll get some of that refunded. And the other thing as well is his items were had like unique serial numbers, so they're easy to track. Oh, okay. So, you know, Roblox should be able to see what happened, and they'll be able to tell from the IP addresses if he was lying about it, which he wasn't because it was all on the stream. Hmm. So, it just goes to prove streaming video games does actually have a benefit. <laughs> For him, yeah. at least. But, I mean, Jeez. you know, doing that, it's pathetic. Anyway, so that's uh, that. Um, also, thinking about YouTube as well, mm. I've been tidying up the Pop Culture Gamers YouTube channel. Oh, okay. Uh, so, basically, what I'm gonna uh, i've started to do is put stuff in the themes of the show right so you know you've got the show at the top followed by the uh gaming this week and the uh, movies tv and streaming and you know we'll do tech uh, tech talk and all of that sort of stuff as well so it kind of follows so what i'm going to try and do is if i'm starting a new game maybe the one that not many people have played before mm. is actually linking a video <clears throat> of that game in there yeah. as well okay um but what i would say is uh we haven't been pushing that channel at all um and we've only got like 41 subscribers we could do with 100 subscribing to that so that we can actually get the name yeah. So yeah. if uh, anybody is uh, listening and you haven't subscribed, if you can do a search for Pop Culture Gamers and just subscribe to the channel, just to, to give us enough time so that we can actually name the channel and, you know, protect that for our future of the show as well. Mm. Be really grateful for that, to be honest. Um, just so that we can start building that up. Because what I would like to do, and we haven't really talked about this much, is, but is to. Um, start building us up in terms of some of the stuff that we can do or that we do do yes yeah i mean there's a few things have been thrown in our path in the way but um yeah yeah uh you know and we're we're now this is our one year show today oh is it so it's happy birthday then it's happy birthday we're <laughs> one <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, happy so, birthday! Yeah, yeah. So you know that's a, a really positive thing, and the reason why you know is because I've just had to pay the uh, uh, hosting fees again. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. Yeah, we did discuss this the other day, didn't we? So yeah, we did. Yeah, so, and it's gone up, isn't it? So yeah. it has. Yeah, that it's gone up by a fifth, hmm. which is enough of a rise, to be honest. 
Um, but just don't forget, if you do want to support the show, and I'm, this isn't begging, this is just reality of the show has to be paid for somehow. Uh, but if anybody does want to contribute towards the show, um, please do. We have a Patreon. You know, um, all that we, if we had a hundred people do that, we might, in fact, if we had 10 people do, do a dollar for a, um, each for a year, that more or less pays for the host, hosted. Mm. You know, it's, it's not a lot of money, but it's enough money when it's just after Christmas and you're having to pay it all out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so just uh, bear that in mind. The other thing as well is, um, and we did, I think I did mention this uh, briefly before, but we never, I forgot to mention it last week, is we now have an Amazon Echo skill for the show. That's right, we do. We do. So that what you can do is say, hashtag, device name, hashtag, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to set off everybody's Amazon Echoes, but if you, if you say your device, device name, and then you say, Launch the Pop Culture Gamers podcast, it will play the show, the latest show. And you can also skip backwards shows and forwards. So it's, you know, not, so, it's, bearing in mind, I don't do programming. This is the best that I could come up with uh, at the time. I, I use like a visual sort of programming guide because uh, mm. I've programmed it myself. But, what I would um, say is, if you're listening to the show, unfortunately, it doesn't earmark where you were in the show. If you stop it, it'll start again. There's no timestamps as such. <clears throat> no, no, there isn't. So, unfortunately, I haven't got to that level of sophistication. But, if, again, if anybody wants to help out in um, improving that product, you know, we're all, we're all for help if we can get it from any. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because well. then that can that can be updated. The app can be updated to uh, to to get that in there. Yeah, because, I mean, we are, you know, we're a show, but we're also like a community of gamers as well, you know, and it's sort of like everybody helping each other out. Um, and that's sort of like that kind of team spirit I'd like us to, to generate, really, mm. I think. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So anyway, but, you know, and if you don't want to pay, you know, help pay for the hosting by donating a dollar or whatever, then fine, that don't, but promote the show, you know. Do a review for us, um, retweet or post in other groups, that sort of thing. Because believe it or not, the reason why we don't post in other groups is because as we own the show, we can't post it because the rules are you can't post your own stuff into other groups on Facebook and stuff like that. Mm. That's generally a rule, but someone else can. Yeah, so it's just that sort of stuff. You know, there's more than one way to to help us out in terms of a show and let us grow because the bigger that we grow, the better the content that we'll be able to get. Yeah, it all helps, doesn't it? You know, it's, it's taken a year to get this far, but <clears throat> we're moving forward great and numbers are up, so it's all looking good. Yeah, well, I, th- I think, to be honest, we've had a year and the year has been about us finding our feet, getting us ourselves into the rhythm, making sure what we're doing is what we want to be doing it and how we want to do it. And, you know, we've got the time and that sort of stuff. So now what I'd like us to focus on is where we're going to go as a show. Mm. Let's get let's get as good. That's what I that's what I want to see, you know, see out of this show. I want it to, you know, want it to go somewhere. I don't know where, 
to bloom <laughs> to bloom <laughs> to blossom for people to think that's the show to listen to hmm yeah absolutely hmm so anything that- else steve um not really can't no. think of it no it's been a bit of a quiet week but uh so looking forward to ne- oh, I didn't even know about next week yet. Yeah, I'm getting on, getting hold of um, Resident Evil Two, but that's another story for to think about for another time. Yes, yes, indeed. Okay. Well, in that case, then we'll go on to gaming this week. No longer a dream, but a reality. Okay, so gaming this week, Steve. Have you got any news? Because I haven't. <laughs> um, no. no. Okay. I think I think it's funny because we've got a few games going to be coming up now between February and March, so things can be looking good. But news-wise, it's not a great deal. No, it's a quite a quiet kind of time um, at the moment in terms of news. I've not yeah. I've not really seen anything. No. Super, the, only, the only thing I did see a little bit of, but not too much, because I, I I'm a bit of a fighting fan. But um, Mortal Kombat had a an event last week yeah, to um, show people the new game, Mortal Kombat 11, I think it is now, blimey, 11 games. But uh, yeah, that was all over YouTube and IGN and everyone else. <sighs> Mortal Kombat, that really, uh, it takes you back, doesn't it, really? Do you, do you have, I mean, I've got Mortal, I actually own Mortal Kombat 10. And it's now on Game Pass, I think, as well. I've got it on PC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, actually. I mean, I think I have more fun playing as Jason Voorhees from Friday the Thirteenth. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, that's where I've got my most fun out of the game. There was also, I was just thinking, there was also about the Star Wars game being cancelled as well, wasn't there? Yes, yeah, CA announced that they're going to um, scrap the open world game. I think Star Wars is getting a bit of a downer, isn't it? Yeah, I think the problem is is that what Disney haven't really understood about Star Wars is the rarity of it is what made it special. Mm. And subpar films to the type that the fans actually want it struck from canon, it's just not acceptable in that, that sort of arena. You know, I mean, let's face it, when Star Trek hit its lowest in the films which mm. was, what, Star Trek V? Yeah, I'd probably say that's about yeah. right. At no point was anybody saying that film should be struck from canon. They just said, it's rubbish. Mm. It was, It was. I mean, people. we all went out to see it. I mean, I bought it on video cassette. It's in, it's in the collection. Yeah. But it was just one of the poorer ones that was that, um, William Shatner directed. <laughs> Point the finger there. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it was it was really poor. But I have to admit, the first five minutes of that film, I think, is the best start to a Star Trek film of the original cast. Because well, he, that's the bit where Cybok comes. Got you thinking, didn't it? And, he, and then he starts laughing mm. and stuff like that. And, he, and it kind of like, wow, that is not a, you know... A, a Vulcan. That is, you know, th- this Vulcan's <coughs> different. And then you mm. learn that he's spot, you know, but the problem with it is he had this really good intro that then just failed miserably. Yeah, there was a few uh, 
a few scenes in the film that just didn't work really, did it? No, but I must admit it did have one of the funniest moments in Star Trek as well. Is that the one with um, the, oh, I know this ship like the back of my yeah. hand, <laughs> bang. <laughs> well, I, it's funny because I did, I, I sort of, I, I sort of, it was okay when they're out in the sort of Yellowstone Park or wherever it would have been. Yeah. And they're in the campfire, aren't they? And, uh, you know, yeah, Captain Kirk says, you know, I'll always know I'd die alone. <laughs> How mm. true was that? But he didn't know he died with Picard. Yeah, yeah, but he died without those two. That's, that's what he's on about, though. He didn't have, um, Kirk, uh, you know, Spock or McCoy that, with him. That was a little bit of, I'm going to bull up my character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, believe it or not, if, if, uh, if DeForest Kelly was still alive today, it would be his 99th birthday today. Wow. Not many people <laughs> live that long, of no, Not, not a lot of people know that. No, yeah. <laughs> but we've got, other, we've got other people to talk about that later. But, yeah, not a lot going on. But, you know. Yeah. But, um, by the way, it was the Star Wars Open World uh, game reported to have been mm. cancelled. So I think that that's a subscription-based service that they've already had running. It's not a new game that was in development no so but for people who have paid out on month by month that must be a bit of a do you think kicking danglies do you think they should just take the license away from ea now yeah i think they should take it away from ea and give it to ubisoft i think ubisoft are making good games now Mm. and i think ea are just rubbish you see, that's why I'm that's why I'm a little bit hesitant about Anthem. I'm sorry to say that. I mean, I know we're going off topic here, but I'm not happy with EA at the moment and how they operate. And no, but we'll you know. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Only time will tell. Yeah. Okay, so video game. Ch- sorry, new releases first. After all, so we have. On the Switch on the 22nd, The Raven Remastered. Again, oh, sorry, on the 3DS, we have Mario and Luigi, uh, Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey. On the 25th, we have Resident Evil 2, PC, Xbox One and uh, PS4. And then we also have The Legend of Heroes, Trials of the Cold Steel on the PS4. Not too many coming out, is there? No. It's a quiet time of year, though. <laughs> Just briefly, though. Just briefly. So, video game chart, Steve. Yes. Yeah, so, at five, we have Smash Brothers Ultimate from Nintendo. At four, we have Call of Duty Black Ops 4. At three, Red Dead Redemption 2. FIFA 19 is there at number two. And New Super Mario Brothers Deluxe is in at number one. Mario Brothers U Deluxe. U. Yes, because it's the updated Ultimate? version of the Wii U. Ah, okay. Version, yeah. So, and my son's going crackers for that as well. Oh, really? He is, yeah. He really wants it. Despite the fact that he's still got his Wii U plugged in and he could just play mm. it. <laughs> I can't believe Call of Duty's actually gone down to fun before there. It's, um... I can, though, because it's lost its uh, campaign and people that, you know, I think that the, there was still a good core of people who were playing the main campaign. Mm. And I think that they've shot themselves in the foot with it. <clears throat> I won't touch it now. No. 
I have no interest. It's just not a franchise that's doing anything for me at all. So, you know, I just, because I know that you like multiplayer, but I'm not really that bothered about it. I've lost a lot of love with Call of Duty over the last few years, to be honest. Yeah. I think I played part of Ghost one See, year. I, I enjoyed Ghost because it had this, the um, space station bit. Mm. And that was really good. What I know that they went on to do Call of Duty Infinite, or Infinite Warfare, but why didn't they do more like that as well? Because they did it well. Anyway, sorry, mm. I interrupted you. So you, you didn't no, like no. Ghost? I, I, no, I, I don't know. I mean, I've got, a, I've got a let. What there's one more I've got, which is from a, a couple of years ago, I think, which we've had a dabble with and you've played with. But it's, I think, because Destiny's such a great shooting mechanic as games go. I think that's why I, you know I've always gone more to that. Where I used to look forward to Call of Duty, mm. but you know. Anthem might be different. We'll see what that's like. I'm just not convinced. I, I, if you speak to people, no one's actually convinced by Anthem. So be interesting to know what that's about, really. Why aren't people so... You know, when it we were all, oh, my God, Anthem looks like the best thing ever. And to suddenly, nah, not bothered. It doesn't really make sense, does it? Okay, so we had technical difficulties there. All of a sudden, our call... Um, Quality seemed to have dropped to minimum and Skype booted us. So, <laughs> I'm a bit lost of where we were. We are talking about Anthem and the fact that it's a bit weird that um, we were all really up for the game and really nobody was... Uh, is, is that bothered about it now? No, we've got Destiny instead, haven't we? <laughs> oh, God. Destiny. No, no. <laughs> Even though I have been playing that with you this week. Briefly, yeah. We got one couple of hours in one night, then you bailed on me for the rest of the week, didn't no, you? No, so. no, 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 no. I didn't bail on you. I, went, I came on the next night, and you were in a party already, and you had two other people with you. And I thought, oh, okay. So I played something else. <coughs> Excuse me. So I, I was all up for doing it again. And- I was in a party, but I was on my own in Forge. Right, part, in a party chat, but that we weren't actually playing together. Right, okay. Well, it just said that you were in a party, and given that yeah, who no, you I were was, in a party with, yeah, I was. I yeah, thought, oh, you'll be playing with them. You, you should have joined the party, and then I could have said, "I'm just doing forge, but we can go and do X, Y, Z." Because to say I was just trying to complete a a a, um, a weapon that I had that I needed to forge, which I eventually did do. And it's brilliant. So that's really right. cool. Okay, anyway. Well, I, I almost messaged you, but I didn't because I thought you were That's right. in a group. <laughs> All right. So, in that case, then, anything uh, else news-wise? No. No. Because we'd, we'd started off with Star Wars about the cancelling of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just trying to recap where we were because of uh, our, our sudden interruption. We started off with Star Wars, the cancelling of the new Star Wars show, uh, game, and uh, then generally had a moan about EA and their new products. <laughs> yeah, and say Mortal Kombat Cat is, is had, is had its... Um, 11 years. And its premiere. No, oh, 11th version, rather. 11th version. There, there was a big uh, press event for that this yeah. week. So that you can see that on YouTube anyway, I'm sure. 
Yep, indeed. So it's all about next week. Yep. Okay, so Steve, you've been playing the game I've been wanting to play. I didn't know you wanted to play this game. Now, my history with Ace Combat does go back a fair bit. Yep. And I remember playing some of the earlier versions on the PlayStation. Because I just, I I do like the, I, I mean, I've played some other types of fighting games, sort of Air Dog style, back in the day, even on the original Xbox. Yep. Um, but Ace Combat is something special for me. And um, Surprised is more... I See, I, I, I'd seen the visuals and how this is going to look, and I was all up for this, and I was not disappointed whatsoever with this game. And <clears throat> so, basically, well, first of all, what come with the game? So, I also got... A copy of another PlayStation Ace Combat game with it as well. Oh, uh, was uh, that the last one? No, well, it was actually Ace Combat 5. Okay. So I got a code from Amazon for that. And I got a code for a uh, one of those, you know, the, the wallpaper, the lots of the. Oh, the special. interactive special mm. wallpapers, yeah. Yeah, so I got one of those as well. And I've got a code for a couple more planes as well on top of that. So for for £44, it ain't bad. No, it's not because it's like 50 quid on a star, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And this is all... I got the uh, the disc version. Also, there is a season pass that they're going to be doing at some point that, that is in the store at the moment for 19 It's not too much of an expensive season pass as they go then. No. So what I hate is when you get season passes that basically double the cost of the game. Mm, that's it. So, really, this this game has got a lot, lot, a lot of content within the game. You've got a campaign. I'm on mission five at the moment, and there's over 20 missions for the campaign. Which I don't think is not bad, to be honest. That's not bad at all. I suppose 15, we call it levels, missions, whatever you say. Within the missions, you've got a branching tree to upgrade your planes, biplanes, and the games are all within currency. And are they um, in-game currency? It's So you don't have to... It's not no. pay to win? No, be. no. Basically what it is, is um, when, you, when you finish a mission, it will give you a ranking and a grade. Yeah. And um, depending on what you've done within that mission, it will give you these, these credits... Which you can then spend in the in the in the in the. It's not a store as such. There's a branching tree, a, a tree for upgrades, with planes as well, which you can which branch off to different things that you can pay for and buy and upgrade and and everything else. I mean, there's 45 aircraft in this, and that's not to be sniffed at. No, and because they're not like cars. There aren't that many aircraft. No, and. There, obviously, you unlock during the game. You'll unlock some different skins, um, decals that you can put on the planes. Yeah. Also, you unlock different different weaponry with missiles. I mean, at the moment, I'm using one of the ones I was using on one mission was where I can fire fire eight missiles at once, and they all target at once as well on different different aircraft. 
and it just looks it looks amazing it really does you're in the, I mean I do play in two different ways I do play in cockpit mm. and I do play outside the plane as well but I think I prefer the campaign I prefer to be outside the cockpit yeah just for just for what I'm looking at in that it's graphic you I mean graphically it looks outstanding if you've seen any clips of the of the game you, you know what I'm on about yeah um, and Namco, Namco Bandai's their cutscenes are pretty cool, and it's got that sense of speed in the game. With these, with these, you know, you're 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 doing the, these these horrendous speeds, and when you're getting close to the water, and or if you're low down with 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 trees and everything else, you can see you're going that fast. It really gives you that sense of reality with it. Mm. Multiplayer. So does, it, not, does it have a wake over the water where you're going? Um, I've not looked to my behind me to see if there's a wake as such. But you've got little. There's little touches like when you're in when you're in the clouds. There's droplets of water on on the craft, yeah. and if you're in them too long, you you can get ice as well, which means you can't see. So you come out of the clouds. And you can you can sort of aim towards towards the sea and that, and you can then it'll demist it. So it has that, and the, I think from what I can what I've heard and what I've, I've, I've sort of researched, most we- basically most of the planes all sound different anyway, as well. And and hearing the missiles when you've got a lock on and your computer saying that, you know there's a missile up your backside, mm-hmm. and. And they, and if you you, you turn it and you spin out and you and it goes past you, you can feel that, you know, you hear it just swoop straight past you. And oh, I just I'm just loving this game. Just really, it's I haven't played. I can't remember the last time I played this sort of style game. It's been years. Well, it's not exactly a popular genre nowadays, is it? Is flight sims? Well, flight PC. Combat. Well, PC. You see, PC-wise, they've always have been, haven't they? They've always been there. Yeah, I suppose it's because it kind of loans itself a bit better because of, you know, the way that PCs are and controllers and stuff like that. Yeah. So does this, just out of curiosity, there is, um, for like Elite, you can use um, a hotter stick can you use yeah. one on this there is one that's available that works both with um, pc and um, xbox and playstation xbox and playstation not just one or the other um actually i say i think it might just be playstation right and i've seen it i've seen it being used in a in a review of the game yeah and he was you can see him he, he's in the corner of the screen while you're watching the he was doing this is where he was doing the virtual reality part of it, yeah. And he, he it seemed to work well. Obviously, it comes in two parts for your left and hand, right? Yeah, it's the same stick as I used to have and I used to play Elite Dangerous on, yeah. Um, before I got the X52s, but then what the bonus of actually having VR in this game is amazing. I cannot. You cannot imagine the smile on my face when I started this up. I bet I can. <laughs> <laughs> the first, the first mission, you're on an aircraft carrier. Yeah. 
you're 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 in you're inside the craft inside the aircraft it lifts you out onto the platform out on the top of the aircraft there and you see the first first um f-16 or whatever it will be would then just shoot off and up into the sky mm. and then it's your turn and you throttle down there and i'm looking around behind me left and right and then as soon as I put that throttle on and that speed as I, I took off and came off the edge of the, the aircraft and then sort of descended into the sky was just amazing. It really was. And I love it. I think this is what VR is all about. Yeah, I, th- I do think flight simulators and whatever are the ones that really loan themselves to VR and driving games as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because what is great with this is that you don't have to worry about stand up with a with a plastic toy in your hand. Yeah, as such for a weapon. That that can sound wrong in the wrong circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. And but using obviously, I was using a controller. Yeah, I got a chair from uh, from from in the kitchen where my dining room is. So I just sat the standard chair there. Have you got the old move controllers? Yes, I have. I do have those. I do have a set. Do they work with the game? Not as far as I'm aware. I didn't actually look on the box, to be honest. But I don't think they can too much. But I will have, I'll look into that and let you know. But it's, I mean, that first mission was was amazing. Yeah. But... When it comes to the second mission, which I've not completed, oh my god! You're in a hangar. The hangar bay doors open, and you taxi out to the runway. Mm-hmm. And there's an almost golden war going on around you. There's cannons that are perched between the runway, firing in the sky. There's planes falling out, hitting in on the grass beside you. Mm-hmm. And at one point, we attacked into the main start of the runway. This bomber's coming down, angling his his right wing at you, and you're thinking, "Is he going to hit me?" Because at that moment, I can't do anything about it. And he just goes over the top of your head and crashes. And then, as you taxi round to the right and you take off, another plane's coming down and crashing on the on the landing strip as you're going up, and you sort of just missed him as you went up. I mean, oh boy, it's it is something to be. You've got to witness it to believe it, to be honest. Mm. Now, whether or not it's, you know, you want to spend that sort of money on that sort of game. But, boy, I tell you, I, I loved every bit of it. I cannot, it's, it, this is what shows off the, the VR for the PlayStation, to be honest. Yeah, and to me, I think VR will always be about making sure you've got the right type of game to play it. Yeah, and unfortunately for PC owners, uh, PlayStation have got the exclusive on the VR for a year. <laughs> so they'll have to wait for that part of it. But the game is coming out shortly for for for, for PC owners. Yeah, but I honestly, I I just I'm, I'm up in there. I'm sitting in my chair, and I'm I'm sitting there cruising along, and I'm just sort of. I'm looking out, I'm looking to my left and to my right, looking at the sea. And I was doing spins and all sorts. But do you know what? 
I was surprised for myself because I didn't know how I was, was going to handle it. Mm-hmm. But I had no problem with any sort of sickness. I had none whatsoever. And I was pulling pulling back, doing verticals and all sorts of things with the plane. Do you think the probe makes it better um, in terms of VR? In what way? Well, in terms of that extra power. Well, I think for the for the for the Xbox as much as the Pro as well, they're both going there nearly near on hitting sixty frames. Mm. There's not a lot out there graphically that you're going to see compared to Call of Duty, for example. Yeah. So I think that's where it benefits. But then again, you're also talking about although. Maybe there isn't the thing. There is probably you, because you're seeing further. If you're seeing the ground, mm. there's all of those objects that have to be drawn and scaled. Yeah, and so you, you're seeing a longer distance than you would be. So I think it'll probably balance itself out, really, to some extent. Yeah, I mean the latest mission I I, I just completed this afternoon. I did uh, mission four. It was yeah, and this one was a stealth mission. So what you had to do. You had these on the on the radar. You had these red bubbles, which were the radar you mustn't go into that area. Yeah. So you have to steer the plane through the through the bubbles of, of radar, so you're not detected. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the middle, and then it all kicks off, and then that's the mission starts. And ah, it's the planes. It, I don't know what it is now. Even when I get hit by a plane, and I look around, and I can see the. I can see it on fire. It's, it's, I don't know. I can't really explain it, but then actually experiencing it. Mm-hmm. And at one point I did blow up because I got hit that bad. And as I'm looking at my knees in VR, in the plane, and as I do the steering with the controller, the sticks moving by with the hand as well at the same time. And then smoke was coming up from my knees where the plane was on fire. It's, you know, yeah. If I don't know how much it would take them to give us a complete combat game like it's in totally in VR. I think, for the product's point of view, it, it might not be sort of profitable to do that. Mm. But if they can add some more missions with the season pass, whether it's a, a thing or not, I don't know. But it would be great. But it doesn't matter that the three missions that are there are a joy to play. Yeah. And you can play them in three different scenarios with, you know, easy, hard, and whatever. Mm. But it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I cannot praise this game enough. Oh, that's good. I look you know. forward to playing that then. And I haven't played the PlayStation this long for a long time. Yeah, I was going to say, your PlayStation, it's sort of like being just a dust collector, hasn't it? Well, literally, wasn't it? Because I had to um, clean it out a bit. Yeah. But no, honestly, I really recommend this game. And if you've got the VR headset, I would say definitely buy it. Okay. So, really, that's what I've done this week, I think, to be honest. Other than Destiny. Yeah, but I've done nothing new in Destiny, so I don't need to talk about that. Fair enough. Okay, well... What about yourself? What have you been up to? Well, I've played a couple of new games. Hmm. Well, new for me, I should say. Um, First off... Starlink 
Battle for Atlas on the PS4. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't. Right, okay. This is kind of the new generation of the equivalent of Skylanders. As in, you can buy uh, toys to go with it. Yeah. Yeah, but this is sci-fi orientated. So it's like you buy a spaceship, you buy the guns to go on it, you buy the character to go in it, and it literally goes in it. Hmm. And basically, unlike Skylanders, where you had the <clears throat> portal that you put stuff on for the near-field device to work, hmm. this time you clip something onto your controller. Okay. Uh, so slightly different, but where, uh, so, but you can and you can change them as well. They've got what looks like a USB port on each one, but it's you know where the you don't have the outside and it's just like that, um, you know, uh, circuit board with some metal strips on. It's like hmm. something like that sticking out. It lo- looks like a small USB, but or smaller than a normal USB, but that sort of general kind of you know like luggy shape mm. so um and the reason why i got this was because it was dirt cheap it these games were i think about 60 quid when they first came out and curry's were selling it for 15 quid and i'd heard it was quite a good game i'd seen it at egx i'd seen it at um oh insomnia mm-hmm. and i thought i quite like the look of that so, basically, it's a sci-fi based game, hmm. um, and like I said, you you clip this thing onto your controller. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem to actually charge your controller; it just powers the uh, device, um, and that actually gives that controller quite a bit of weight when you get that on because. Yeah. This, you know, unlike the Skylander figures, this thing's about seven or eight inches long. So it's quite, quite large when you consider that that then clips over the top of your controller near mm. where your thumbs are. You can still access all of your buttons and the pad because of the way that this mount works, but you can definitely also feel the weight of it. Um, and what this means is that when you're playing the game, you can take guns off and put new ones on, on the fly or whatever. Um, the, the good news is Skylanders, they were all like 15, 16 pounds yeah. for each character. Uh, for guns, you can get those for like four ninety nine for a pack of two guns hmm. or £3.99 for a character. And the ships with guns under character cost eleven ninety nine, so they're a lot cheaper than the Skylanders were. Um, you know, in terms of what you get, but also, and this is what I really like, is that if you don't want to buy the physical version, you can buy a virtual version. How does that work? Well, basically, it's um, like buying a gun for you or a ship or something like that. <coughs> or you can buy a pass, which normally is sixty quid, but it's on fifty percent off at the moment, so it'll mm. just it'll keep going back to that or more off, uh, where it gives you all of the uh, characters, guns, and ships in the game. Oh, cool! 
So if you don't want to have all of the, you know, junky toys around the place, you don't have to have them. And I like that. Mm. Now, in, uh, the other thing as well is this has, oh, the Switch version, because my son's got the Switch version of this game, has Star Fox Fox McCloud in it with his ship. So, you know, licensed Nintendo character uh, mm. within the Starlink game, which is really cool as well. I don't know if it'll transfer over to um, the PlayStation sort of side of things, uh, because what I do remember is that when um, Adam got Bowser in the Skylanders, that wouldn't play on Xbox. It was a PlayStation exclusive, literally. Oh, right. Um, which is a bit odd, really, that one version or one um, manufacturer can actually sort of like content lock a digital character like that to just their own platform. I would have thought, you know, if if you'd have had the Skylander, the whole point was you could take a Skylander from an Xbox and put it on a PlayStation and a, a Nintendo, but no, evidently not. Hmm. Uh, or not for their, you know, their uh, all intellectual property. Um, so, what's the game like then? Well, how can I describe it? Um, it's a sci-fi game, obviously. Uh, basically, your uh, ship is attacked. You lose your uh, like warp drive, which runs off this. I think it's Nova Energy. Mm. Um, and <clears throat> your captain is kidnapped, and you play one of a number of characters, and you have to go and rescue that person i mean all of the characters that are there are all these little figures that you can buy either in you know physical copy which would transfer into the game or a virtual one um and let's say all the ships and all of that all exactly the same as well um so the game looks like no man's sky mm. mixed with a star fox game <laughs> um, and it is absolutely beautiful to play. Really is beautiful to play. A lot of the missions, which are all are mostly um, ground-based, because there are a number of planets in the system that you're in. I think there's something like 18 planets or something like that. Hmm. But where on, on the game, you fly down to different planets, you undertake different missions, and collect resources and that sort of thing and then you can improve your allies bases you can um, improve your ship you know by getting better shields better guns or you know attachments to improve your gun firepower your health all of that sort of stuff as well so is that like bit of an rpg element in there mm. uh, as well but it the, the sort of like the visuals look like an updated no man's sky <laughs> If you see what how, I mean, a bit more detail. I, I just had a quick look on YouTube, so I, so I know what you're on about. Yeah. How old did you say the game was again? 15 quid. No, how old? Oh, uh, it came out at Christmas. Oh, okay, so it's not that long ago. Yeah. It doesn't look bad, actually, as, as sort of as that, that colour to it, that, you're, that palette. Yeah. It's, it's very much the No Man's Sky kind of palette, but with some more greens and blues in there because No Man's Sky was very sort of like purples and pinks and that sort of thing. Mm. But yeah, um, and 
actually, it's not a bad game. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's got great depth and the missions will probably be getting to be a little bit repetitive. They're very much a, uh, go over there, find this, shoot them, come back and we'll do a trade sort of mm. missions you know that and they're all quite repetitive in that sort of way but they're enjoyable to do you know the fun um the boss battles are not exactly easy either uh so yeah i think to be honest for the price it's an absolute steal because a month ago people were like paying 50 quid more for this game yeah you know it's fallen so fast um i've only ever seen the uh, physical copies that you can buy on Amazon as well, and you can't any even buy all reason, of them. Yeah, is there any particular reason why it's sort of falling out of love? I think, to be honest, I think um, because this is something that you've avoided <coughs> because mm. of the age of your kids. But we have millions of Blum and Skylanders. I mean, two, two foot by two foot by one and a half foot size boxes full mm. of Skylanders. They're worth nothing because they were mass-produced, you know, um, and they've got you, a really rare you, one. I mean, if you go to, like, a CX or a, a game, you see them sitting in shelves like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, like 10p for yeah. it and stuff like that. And I think, to be honest, um, they ended up always getting sold off really cheap. I mean, I remember last a year before last when we went on holiday. Um, my um, me and my son went into where was it? Um, was it Smiths? And you know, set for see if they've got any offers on um, on Skylanders. We walked in, said, "Oh, uh, we're just giving them away because we we just want to get rid of them. We're not selling them." <coughs> Sad, isn't it? It is. It is, because Skylanders was so big at one point. And to be honest, there weren't bad games, but this isn't bad at all. This is quite a nice little sci-fi game. I mean, it's very kid-friendly, as you can imagine, with, you know, the type of, uh, you know, the type of peripherals that you get with the game. Um, but, yeah, it's a bit of fun. It's a good one to play with the kids. And yeah, you can cool. play, you can actually play co-op but you have to obviously have your other attachments evidently yeah will you be searching for them uh, no <laughs> to be honest but for 15 quid it, were, it wasn't bad was it for 15 quid i mean god you know it's it's not a lot of money it's got a good few hours of gameplay in there it's something that i'll keep dipping in and out of to be mm. honest um uh, quite enjoyed it you know, Achievements so. okay for that game, are they? Or trophies, should I say? Uh, trophies, I don't, I don't know, to be honest, because I didn't look. You know, Oh, that's unusual. <laughs> well, I just thought, ah, this, this'll do. Because I've been looking at this at, you know, at the uh, shows, and mm. I thought, I actually, I, it looks quite good. You know, when people were playing it, and it was always getting massive, you know, amounts of people around it and playing it and that sort of stuff. So it's one of those things that's intrigued me, and actually, I'm quite—I'm glad I picked it up. I wouldn't have wanted to have paid sixty, seventy quid for it. No, but I think anything below twenty-five quid's quite reasonable for this. 
And I do think when the uh, digital pack comes, you know, the like the season pass, whatever, for all of the digital content uh, comes below 20 quid, I think that would be worth it as well. Mm. But I wouldn't say so right now because it's 30 quid at the moment. I think that's just a little bit too too steep for my money. Yeah. But obviously there are different elements in terms of when you're firing. So, you know, there's like ice and fire and, uh, you know, kinetic weapons and you can get other ones and you need them to better take down certain bosses. Mm, okay. and, and you can um, do double damage by using fire and ice because you can get a thermal shock on bad guys, which will make the health go down faster as well. Yeah, but, interesting. Yeah, so you know, it plays very <clears throat> much like a traditional sort of Star Fox game, really. And you can fly from planet to planet, and also the going into space and coming down to planets is completely seamless. Mm. You're know, very well done. I think just like No Man's Sky, because they did that really well as well. I think. Mm. Um, I miss. Do you know? I I I think it's I think it's wrong. I've never hardly played that game. You need to go back to it mm. because they've done so much to No Man's Sky as well. It's not the game it was. No. Um, and you know they've got all the base building and stuff like that, and I think they've now done underwater bases you can do. Crazy. So there's loads and loads of stuff. It's well worth uh, digging it out. And also they they added another 20 or 30 hour storyline along with the Atlas storyline that was already in there as well. Multiplayer's Mm. in there. Yeah, cool. But that's No Man's Sky. That's not in Starlink, obviously. No, no, no. Okay, so the second game I've been playing um, is one that we dad suggested that we should play it because we'll like it because it's destiny kind of esque. Mm. And that's Warframe. I've got a funny feeling I I've had a look at this some time ago. Yeah. But I don't I really remember. One, no, I think it's one that they've developed quite a bit since then. Mm. Because when I last played Warframe, it doesn't feel like the same game as I played. Hmm. Right. So Basically, it's a Destiny kind of clone, but third-person game. You have lots of weapons like katanas, crossbows, flamethrowers, etc. You can explore massive landscapes uh, within the game. There are 18 worlds. Actually, that might be where I got 18 from rather than being on uh, Starlink. I'm not too sure how many uh, worlds on Starlink. Mm. Uh, 18 worlds within the game, um, which is really set in a sort of like dystopian future where clones and capitalists, um, you know, um, sort of rule the world. You can play co-op with up to three friends um, and there are 38 million uh, people in the Tenno community. Uh, there's an RPG leveling system. Graphically, it looks really, really nice. And uh, really, you're not shelling out any money for it. It's free to play. So it's not really a risk, is it, either? Mm. Um, worth a look. Worth a look. I've already done like a few missions just to start off with it, but it kind of feels 
like a third person version of Destiny, but with mm. different aliens. Does it come with a lot of free content? Uh, no, not really. But I did have bits of free content that I'd unlocked from various different sources. Mm. So, and it's, you know, on all formats, you know, and, well, all major formats, you know, PS4, I think Xbox and PC. So mm. there's lots, lots of ways that you can <coughs> play the game. Oh, cool. Other than that, the only other game that I played is, and I haven't 100%ed this, which is why I didn't count it in my count before, mm. but um, I completed Planet Alpha again. And I did a bit of streaming of that as well. Any particular reason why you went for it a second time? I enjoyed the game. Okay. Wasn't there any trophies or achievements you needed to clear up? Well, it was because I was playing it on PlayStation. I'd already 100%ed <laughs> it on Xbox. See, there's always an ultimate, ulterior motive to play in that game. No, I like the game. It's really good. It is mm. a, it's one of the best platform games, and that's now on the Switch, I believe, as well. Yeah. So, And I think it would be ideal for that platform. Yeah, interesting. Sounds it as you yawn. <laughs> Sorry, no, I've, had a, I tell you, I've, I've been knackered today, absolutely knackered. Oh, so have I. I was up until three this morning. Anyway, shall we go on to movies, TV, and streaming? Why not? In quest of a better life. Okay, so we have news, a few bits of news this week. Steve, do you want to hit us off with the Star Trek news? Yeah, because it's, it's all about Star Trek now, isn't it? Not Star Wars, which I'm loving. So... Michelle, I never can never say her surname. Yo. Michelle Yo, Yo, isn't it? Yo, 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 Yo. Yeah. <laughs> so Michelle Yo, who if you remember played in Star Trek Discovery as Philippa Georgia, is getting her own spin-off series. This is going to be centered around the former Terran Empire leaders' adventures as a part of Starfleet's covert operations for Section Thirty One. Those of you don't know who Section Thirty One is, shall we help them out there? Go ahead, go on, you spill the beans. All right, Section 31 is a covert part of the unit, oh, of Starfleet um, and featured very prominently in Star Trek Deep Space Nine uh, on a, the, because Dr. Julian Bashir kept getting recruited to do jobs for them, like I uh, think on the episode Our Man Bashir. Um, but also Section 31 is the department that John Harrison, also known as Khan, worked for on the Kelvin timeline and his section 31 was also that was where um what, what was his name who used to play on Doctor Who when he was on the, uh, the uh, Star Trek Beyond uh, sorry Into Darkness movie dropped the ring into the water that was a section 31 base <coughs> oh what the uh, yes I know yeah. you're about now yeah yeah I'm with you yeah Anyway, so just to fill you in, so it's like it's like the uh, KGB of Star Trek, <laughs> or MI five, oh, or whatever. Wasn't wasn't, wasn't the, the idea of a black alert a part of their idea of of the red alert? Wasn't it? I think no, right. black alert indicated that the discovery was going to do a a jump. Oh, that's right. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting confused now. But... So this what this makes a fifth confirmed Trek series. So we've got, so we got Discovery, and we've got Lower Decks, which I'm not too sure about. It's about, uh, well, 
you know, staff on a ship in the lower deck, so it's not centered around the, the poor the men, car the poor characters. people. Yeah. yeah, I'm seeing an untitled Picard series, which will be interesting as well. Well, we know that's going ahead because Patrick yeah. Stewart's uh, filming that now, isn't he? He is, yeah. So whether or not that will come out this year, still, hopefully. I mean, and I did also, see, I did see a poster for the saying it could be the fall, but we'll see. That's... I think I think it will be. I think it mm. will be. Um, but there's also an animated show in development as well. Yeah, I'm not too fussed about that, to be honest. Do you know what? Don't knock it, because the best thing at the moment coming out of LucasArts in terms of Star Wars is actually the animated series. I take you over that. <laughs> but seriously, it is, and it's actually really good quality. Um, yeah. Especially Star, you know, Star Wars Rebels was really good. Star Wars Clone Wars was. Mm. They left Clone Wars on a high and have actually brought it back, or they're bringing it back. So it's going to be interesting because for the first time we're going to have Star Wars and Star Trek competing on TV, both in the kids' arena and in the adults' arena with the live-action show. Mm. TV's going to be good. Yeah, more than merry, that's what I say. Yeah. So what do you think about this with uh, Michelle Yeoh? I don't It'd be interesting to see what we're doing. I'm hoping it's not going to be overkill for Star Trek. Do you know what I mean? Because we've obviously, we're, we're, I mean, I know we're disappointed with the Kelvin Tarplan game pear-shaped. And with Discovery on a second season and Picard series looming, would the third series get lost a little bit? I don't think so. Depends when they bring them out. I mean, if they're going to have a break, like they do for Discovery, Basically, what you mean, you might have one or maybe one or two show overlap through a whole year, so that won't be too bad. And I think that's exactly the way that they'll go as well, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah. Because that's what happened with, well, Next Generation, Discovery, and Voyager. They had that overlap, and the shows interplayed sometimes between each other. Mm. You know, like, for example, um, well, I think, didn't. Uh, Voyager into play with both? Or was it just Deep Space Nine? It was just Deep Space Nine, wasn't it? Yeah, well, Deep, well, Next Gen tagged on the end of Deep Space Nine for the beginning of that show. Yeah. And they had two years of overlap there. Hmm. And then they had the same for Voyager. Voyager is such an underrated show. More so than Enterprise. No, Enterprise is a really exceptionally underrated show. <laughs> you know, pe- what people forget is that that was set before, well, before Discovery. <laughs> well before. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. But, uh, what's so your more, bit? more Trek, basically. Yeah, that's it. That's what we want. Yeah, so sorry if you don't like Trek and you listen to this show because we will be talking about it at some point. Anyway, moving on. The new Spider Man Far From Home trailer is released. Um, and. That's set after the events of Endgame. So, obviously, there is going to be some sort of resolution to the big snap. And our beloved neighbourhood Spider-Man has a bit of a bigger neighbourhood because he's going across Europe when he is hijacked by Nick Fury to start doing missions as an Avenger, which is great. So, that's set for uh, release on the 18th of July after... Mm. 
Captain Marvel in March, and Endgame in April. Yeah, We've they got, got a their... busy few months. They they got it all planned out, haven't they? Really? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm also going to see Glass this week as well. Have you seen the other two now? Completely. Yes. To... Yeah. Because I think the last one is on Netflix now, isn't it? It is, but I've got it on Blu-ray as well. Yeah. But uh, I I need to watch. I think I need to watch the first two again. I'm not, I'm not sure. I do apologise. Oh, excuse me. Um, I'm not too fussed about these movies, to be honest. I I like them personally. Hmm. But there are each films. to each to their own. Each no, to their own. I mean, I will. I probably end up say I will end up seeing them eventually. It's uh. Yeah, and Samuel L. Jackson's good in everything he does anyway. Oh, yeah, of course he is. Yeah, absolutely. You know. But. So, but yes, it's, it's, good. it's, I, I, it's nice we're going to get, a, you know, I know everyone's talking about the Avengers, but we've still got Spider-Man and everything else to, to slot into pace first of all. Yeah, exactly. Well, Spider-Man is an Avenger. <laughs> anyway, yeah, tell, yeah, us, yeah. tell us who you're going to call. Well, how did the internet explode for this story? Oh, God, yeah. And where did I... Where, I think I first saw this. Did I see it on Facebook or was it on Twitter? I think it was Twitter because Dan Aykroyd posted that he, he found Ecto-1. So all this means is that we know we're getting a new Ghostbusters. And a Ghostbusters 3, not a Ghostbusters... But more important, yeah. More importantly, it's Ghostbusters three from the original universe. Yes. So Ghostbusters one and Ghostbusters two back in the eighties, and this one will be set some few years in advance, I should imagine. And do you, do you know what the funny thing is? I mm-hmm. was reading before we started recording the show that the uh, some uh, one or more members of the cast of the female Ghostbusters oh, I, are I complaining I know. because this Ghostbusters three is completely ignoring that pile of trash that they produced and just sticking to their own storyline, and they're complaining about that despite the fact that their film did not reference the original in any way. Yeah. How's that I work? Know. I think I'm the girls. Sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, Ghostbusters. It doesn't matter what you say. Is all about the original movie, and when you put in a remake or a redo regarding having girls as as the Ghostbusters, surely you must somehow forgive the director for not having who you want in that film and reasons why, and therefore then giving maybe a cameo or something like that. Do you know what I mean? But also set it as like a sequel to it. But do you know what? I think this is the first time I've ever known in movie history where you've had an original, it has been remade, and then they've done a sequel to the original. And not the remake. Mm. I think I can't remember any other film franchise that has done that. And also, the director is Ivan Reitman's son. Mm. So it's got the right backing for the film. Dan Aykroyd, obviously, tweeting about it, looks happy about it. Um, 
we're assuming we're going to see some of these guys back in some shape or form. Yeah. And as I did tweet, and I think I did get quite a few replies about this, because I put on on Twitter to say, "Has anyone? Does anyone know where?" Oh, boy, he's just gone right out of my head. Uh, the guy from Little Shop of Horrors. Rick Baranis. Thank you. Because he went underground, basically. He had, he's had kids. He had trouble at home. And he's not done movies for years. So his kids are all grown up now. And I'm hoping they can get him involved in it somehow. Yeah, it'd been, it's, they're supposed to be trying to bring back all of the original cast, which good luck on Egon because he died. Well, as you joked about, you know, he whether might be or not a ghost. He, he, might be a, he might be a helpful ghost for all we know. <laughs> yeah. But then again, it might. this might be about a, a, a new generation of Ghostbusters being trained with the old Ghostbusters, maybe. I, w- I would have thought that, that it would have been something like that. Or they've been brought out, you know, maybe they've... They retired and then they've been brought out of retirement by something that's helped because you know they thought that they'd solved the problem with ghosts or whatever. Mm. It'd well, be I did, something like that, I think. Yeah, I, I have got Ghostbusters two in in ultra high definition on my Skybox, mm. and I started to watch that, and that print looks damn good. Yeah, it really well, does. I mean, I've got the Blu-ray of Ghostbusters. I've got Ghostbusters one and two on Blu-ray, and I've been yeah. watching that. And they look pretty cool, I must admit. Yeah, well, they were good movies when they were made. Yeah. All the, all the best movies started in the late 70s, early, or in the 80s. <laughs> I, would, I would disagree with that, maybe, but <laughs> I would say mid-70s at least, but there you well, go. Well, I, I said you know, late, mid to late. Anyway. Uh, Do you want sad- to finish, finish yeah. with the sad news? Yeah, a bit of sad news is... For all of those of us who grew up in the 70s and 80s, um, Windsor Davies, uh, the actor and star of It Ain't Half Hot Mum, uh, has died. Um, Windsor, who was 88, was probably best known uh, as a sergeant major in Ain't Half Hot Mum. He was the one who was always shouting all the time. But he also starred alongside Donald Sinden uh, as two rival antique dealers in the long-running ITV uh, sitcom Never the Twain. Do you remember that one? Yes, I do. I used I... to love that. I really used to love that show. Yeah, it's. I think it's It's not as prominent as It Ain't No Fuck Mum. No. But I can't see BBC airing one episode of that for... for, for, for um... I I can't, especially seeing it was an ITV. <laughs> no, I'm about no, I'm about BBC actually showing Ain't Our Fuck Mum on TV now. Um, I don't think no. it's not politically that, correct. If you look at that tweet I I I put out there that was with uh, Windsor Davis talking about you you lot are all puffs. <laughs> yeah, you know it it is a it is a hilarious show for what it was for the period it was. Yes, right. It is um, it is a, a show of its time. That's the yeah, thing. And it, it does is. it hasn't aged as well. But because yeah. views have moved on, which mm. is fair enough. But To be honest, I I I, I would have I thought he was already dead to be honest. I have to when admit I saw so the, did I. <laughs> when I saw the news I was I was thinking it was one of those Facebook trolls 
Well, you're going to retweet something that was from BBC from 19 whenever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I went straight onto the BBC website. So did to, I. <laughs> to, to double check. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the, the news was confirmed there. Anyway, evidently he died on Thursday. But I mean, one of the things that a lot of people don't realise, I mean, he, he retired from acting when he was in his 70s. So he's been out of the scene for at least 10 years. Mm. But... He was also the voice, uh, the voice of uh, Sergeant Major Zero in the sci-fi series Terrorhawks. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but he also had roles in more than twenty films, which included two Carry On movies. <clears throat> yeah, because there's one I remember where they're camping. Yes. No, I don't, this wasn't Car- I don't think this was Carry On camping. It was another Carry On movie, I think. Yeah. Where he was with his mate in the in the caravan in in the tent, and no, they were in a caravan, weren't they? We were trying to chat these girls up. No, that was it. Was carry on camping? Was it? You sure? Yeah, because okay. it it was uh, the one where Barbara Windsor was doing her exercises and a bikini top flew off. Do you remember? I do remember that. I weren't. I weren't. Yeah. I couldn't remember whether or not that was the same one. That was the same one because it was supposed to be a, a nudist camp and the word <laughs> that was the same one yeah sure. I, I'll take your word for it um, but yeah I mean he did a lot of stuff over the years I mean his acting career I mean I think the comedy in the 70s he did, he did a fair bit yeah he was also famously quoted at saying uh, thank god for it ain't half hot ain't half hot bomb it stopped me from being a good actor <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go through um so he was in Carry On Behind Carry On England. Oh that must have been the ones he was in then. I thought it was in Carry On Camping. No, you see that's what I, I thought. He did he he was starring in such shows as um the Dick Emery show. Yeah. If you remember that. And let's have a look what else he was in. He was in a few TV dramas of, of the time. And, but yeah, no, that was, I think that's the two Carry On movies he did. Carry On England and Carry On Camarade. Oh, I don't. And Carry On Behind as well. I was, but, sh- I was sure he was it. He, he was on um, Carry On Camping. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd have to look, look later to double check because, if I remember rightly, it was with Bernard Breslau. He was with in the in the caravan. Yeah, do you remember Bernard Breslau? Yeah, the I real think. tall guy, wasn't he? No, he? Well, he was one of the two tall guys who was on um, uh, on the Carry On movies. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just going through the Carry On movies on Internet Movie Database. Just have a look. Carry On Camping. Here you go. Look. Let's have a quick look. So let's look at all the top cast. So Sid James, Charles Hawtrey, John Sims, Joan Sims, Kenneth Williams, Terry Scott, Barbara Windsor, Hattie Jakes, Bernard Breslau, Julian Holloway, Dillis Lay. And as I scroll down, I cannot see Windsor Davis. So I'll have to look for Nick later. To, I'm curious as to which yeah, one he was in. No, it was on Carry On Behind. It wasn't on Carry On Camping. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. It's a, oh, you could do a podcast on carry-on movies on its own, you know what I mean? Maybe we should do a special on that at some point, because there's so it, many of them. And do you know what? Even now, even I keep thinking, I've seen them all now, and then another one comes out with a rude work from somewhere. Well, to be honest, there was the thing, the last one that came out was so awful, it just tainted the carry-on. It did, the one with... Um, Julian Clary. Julian Clary. Oh, God, that was terrible. But then again, yeah. look, it was Julian Clary and he's awful as well. No, it, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't the same as, as what they were. Do you know what I mean? No, no. That that sort of movie died when Sid James died, to be honest. That was a time to stop him. Yeah. Anyway, we we sound like old men. Well, we are old <laughs> men. Well, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, but we. I think we should have to do a carry on special at some point. That that'd be big, well worth a laugh. I, I do. Oh, matron. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go go on to cinema releases. So, cinema this week we have uh, Vice, The Mule, A Dog's Way Home, Destroyer, Second Act, and Love Sonia. There's one for me there. Which one? The Mule. Right. That's with Clint Eastwood. Oh, yes, it is. God, he looks old now, doesn't he? <laughs> he looks ancient in this one, doesn't he? Uh, it's it, like a drug runner of some kind or something. In this yeah, film. he looks like he needs to be rehydrated, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, and probably given a good eye on his... <laughs> <laughs> he really has... Um... But yeah, no. This may well be one of his last movies, I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. Quite possibly. I know that's, that, that's sort of pending doom on him, but uh, he's not getting any younger. No, definitely not. No, he's certainly showing his age now. Yeah. But never mind. So you want to do the blue race? Tell us which ones uh, you think. Well, there's a, stack, there's a stack out as usual. Um, you've got Killjoy Season 4 highlighted. Yeah, well, um, that's something that's on sci-fi. Okay. I'm quite sure it's... Uh, something that some people will be quite interested in. Yeah. Uh, Westworld, that recently, it was, um, what's his name's birthday, wasn't it, this week? Leads, the lead in that in that movie? Yeah. Do you know, I can't, terrible, I'm so tired tonight. Brain switched off. Um, Van Helsing season two, that's on Netflix, I think. Yeah, but it's also on Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah. Um, it's not that. Westworld, it's Waterworld. That's what I said. Did I say Westworld? Yeah. <laughs> no, I meant what, no, Waterworld. You mean Kevin Sorry. Costner? Thank you, yeah. Yeah. Westworld. I don't know what that's in my head for. Uh, other okay. than that, there's not a lot coming out I can see this month. Yeah. I mean, there is a, a list of thousands again. I mean, if you like NCIS, that's coming out as well. Mm. Uh, but, you know, oh, I think one that was actually really good and watched this week was Brexit: The Uncivil War. Did you see that when it was on TV? Because that's been released as a DVD now. Oh, really? Yeah, that was really good. That was really good. Can't believe that that this political BS that's going on at the moment oh. is, is turning into this. But I don't want to go on about that. <sighs> no. No, definitely not. <clears throat> anyway, do you want to do the cinema charts then? Yeah, okay, so cinema charts. At number five, we have Bumblebee. At number four, we have Aquaman. At number three, we have Mary Poppins Returns. 
Uh, she's obviously popping out again. At number two, it's still not the favourite, but it's the favourite. And at number one, we have Stan and Ollie. Absolutely great. To do the Blu-rays. Okay, so five at five, we've got The Meg, which I do actually want to see that at some point. Yeah, I'd rather see an old Meg Ryan movie than that, to be quite honest. <laughs> no, it'd be a laugh. Uh, four at four, we've got Deadpool 2, another movie I've still not seen. You've got um, a, that is it's it's not as good as the first one, but it's funny. No, uh, f- from seven up to three, your one of your favourite movies, The Greatest Showman. Yeah, that's uh, popped right back up the charts, hasn't it? I don't know why that is, but uh, hey ho. Um, staying at two at two, we've got Mission Impossible Fallout, and still at one at one, we've got Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. So now we'll change there at the moment. Yeah. I don't think of some impending large, big. Uh, Blu-rays coming out at the moment. I know, obviously, next next month I've got two movies coming in the post. Mm. So Halloween 2018 is coming out next next month. Yeah. And to complete my collection of the John Carpenter 4K remasters, They Live is being released, which I got pre-ordered. Yeah. Which was never been originally when the others came out. This wasn't in there at all. All there was was the Blu-ray, and there was a tin, a nice tin copy of it as well. Mm. But I'm glad and waited now because I'm getting Studio Canal, who designed these these um, re, these box set remasters that we've been doing, um, are doing exactly the same with this one as well. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not John Carpenter, but it's Stanley Kubrick. But I want to get the 2001. So, but did I say they live? Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. It's sorry, I do apologise. I've already got that one. I've got it on the brain at the minute. No, it's uh, Prince of Darkness that's coming yeah. out. So, yeah, all good. Okay. So, Steve, tell us what you've been watching because it's exactly the same as one of the things I have. Well, I haven't really seen a lot this week. Um, I have been actually, to be honest, we finished Grey's Anatomy season fourteen. And with the missus, so we're going to have a break from that for now. Let season finish, let season 15 finish, and then we'll binge it. Yeah. Which I think would be a better way. In the meantime, I've gone back to watching some Flash and some Arrow. I watched an episode of Legends of Tomorrow last night. Yeah, that is poor this time. Uh, which is a, a summer camp one. Did you see that one? Did you get to watch that one? Should I say? Have you? I mean, you've watched. That's uh, the first one, isn't it? Or the second one? Is that the one with the unicorn? No. The oh no, isn't. no. That that's the one. Yeah. No. Th- that one is equally awful. Yeah. And it, it's got them in the woods. This is the one where you yeah. they got they're they're at a summer camp yes. because Swamp Thing, the movie ended up being Swamp Fang for some reason. Yeah. Probably for copyright reasons. Possibly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's not a great deal at the moment. I've been looking for some new TV shows to actually see what's about in and about. Yeah. And well, well I've got one for you later, shortly. Yes, but other than that, what's been more importantly is that on the 17th of the 1st, Star Trek Discovery premiered for season two. Yes, and what... A and premiere it was. And, wow, I mean, they gave this premiere in the States, they gave it really a lot of love because they had a lot of people on a catwalk somewhere. Yeah. And Greggy from 
from the old gamer side of things was doing the uh, hosting for it. Was it? Yeah. I was watching it live before I went to bed. Oh, and uh I didn't see it live. Yeah, it was on it was on via Facebook. So you could see it. They were they, they were they were streaming all chatting to everyone and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But um wow, what a start to the series. Oh yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean Without go diving too deep into this at the moment. No. no. Um I think I think they really hit it with a high to start off. Yeah, and I, I quite like the way that they were explaining the differences in the Enterprise uniform with the Discoveries. Do you want to you you elaborate that? Well, obviously, the Enterprise uh, uniforms are like the, the bright coloured blue, red and yellow or gold tops, whereas the Discovery ones are uh, like blue sort of suits with gold. With silks, gold trim, isn't it? Yeah. And, well, basically, it, that's not, you know, they're not the same. You would think, well, how come, uh, you know, how how can that be, like, all the same Starfleet? But sort of like saying that different ships, you know, that being the Enterprises, that one of the flagships is that they have slightly different uniforms. And I, I've got to uh, admit, Anson Mount as Captain Christopher Pike, he's fantastic. I really like hey, him as a captain. I think... I think he pulled it off, didn't he? Yeah. Jason Isaacs, you might be getting knocked off the number two slot. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think there's still rumours that Jason Isaacs will be coming back at some point. I, I think he will. And do you know what told me it did? Was, you mean that, bit, that note? Yeah, because uh, there's a scene with um, Michael Burnham and Christopher Pike in Lorca's ready room uh, and... Pike finds a piece of paper underneath the the desk and there is a message on and I can't remember for the life of me what that message said now. But it I was messaged t- you when I said that's it, that, that that's the Yeah, but the funny thing is when you messaged me that, I was just about to watch the episode, so I had to <laughs> go away. So you oh. knew what to look out for. Well yes, and then when because it, it looked like it came out of one of those uh fortune cookies, didn't it? Well, he did have fortune cookies on his desk, do you remember? Yeah, so that's where it probably came out from. Yeah, um, but I'm just trying to find it because you took a picture of it, didn't you, on your phone? I did, uh, yeah. What the I, message was. I, so I the, paused the, it. You Go paused on. it. Says, uh, Not every cage is a prison, which I think is a bit of a um, nod to the menagerie yeah. uh, episode where Captain Christopher Pike ends up going in this universe which hasn't happened yet which hasn't happened it's like 10 15 years in the future but also it says not every loss is eternal and i think that that's a message from about Lorca. Mm. so i think there's an easter egg and a and Lorca's going to come back yeah. message in that i think what? that's why because otherwise why have that underneath his desk yeah. don't forget that Lorca was the 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 uh, mirror universe's Lorca, not this universe's Lorca, but also Lorca disintegrated, supposedly falling into that reactor core. Mm. But there's nothing to say that he couldn't have been getting beamed out instead. Oh no! But I think we'll be we'll be looking at a, a different Lorca, like 
<clears throat> from our, you know our time yeah. that, that timeline. Yeah. The thing really, is, uh, will he be the yeah. real one, or will he be a lock-alike? Oh, <laughs> Do apologise for this, guys. Anyway, oh, God, that was good. Any, that was any, good. Any, any, oh no, 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 it's <laughs> dreadful. It's only Anyhow, dreadful because you didn't think it. No, it's not that. It just makes me cringe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point of dad jokes. Oh, God, I'm, I'm getting him down to a really annoying find out now. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, just a couple of things in there. I must admit, I would have loved to have seen him go on the Enterprise. Yeah. But they didn't have time. And obviously seeing Spock as a child and being a bit of a bit of a spoilt brat at that point. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 yeah, it, I like what I would like to see now. And this is just oh, completely off the back, but would you like to see Captain Pike's Years leading up to Captain Kirk taking over the Enterprise. Yeah. Could they do a TV show now? At some point. With having Captain Pike's adventures. And even, I would love to see the Menagerie remade in that show. Yeah. I think they could. Seeing the Thelosians and... You don't want to, you don't want to take it too far because you don't want to re remake the original series because that's just not going to happen. No, but then it gives it, it its loop. It feeds yeah. into the original show. Yeah, that's right. And so, obviously, there's probably a lot of things that have happened. But uh, ten years seems a long time to be honest. And maybe Captain Pike did have a ten year because he was talking about his five year mission, wasn't he? Yeah. Which he mentioned in, in that show. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, I just thought, you know, they've done it really well. They have. They have. This is Star Trek brought up to date. Mm. Um Even think... did what did when he when he went when when he sat in the captain's chair yeah. and he was just about to say to the helmsman to let's go for it, sort of thing. What did you think he was going to say? Because I, I really thought at one point he was going to say punch it, but he said hit it. I knew he was going to say hit it because it was in the advert. Oh, was it? I've not seen that one. Yeah, so I'd, I'd seen the adverts of it, and it showed <clears throat> him saying hit it. Yeah. Um, so I knew that's what he was was going to say. Mm. Um, so I was kind of expecting that to be honest, but yeah, he's he's a real. I, I like him as. A, as an actor as well that you know I, th- I think he he played a good part played a very sort of like likable captain i think mm. he wrote his character well um and more what you would expect a starship captain coming in to a crew where their previous captain had deceived them yeah um yeah so i think uh, they did a really good job i think there's some there's some a few little comical moments yeah, was like, even in the lift with that, that alien was in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, I we don't happen too much because I'm a board board of people here. But it was fantastic to see, and we look forward to um, the next episode. Yeah, only only nearly a week to go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Why can't they give us the whole show? Uh, well, they did that with Teen Titans, or half of the show. Yeah, um, which was really good. Um. So anyway, my show, which I think you'll enjoy, 
mm. is called Norseman, and it's on Netflix. Mm. So it's set in um, 790 AD, uh, and it's about, well, Vikings, uh, and it's just the daily lives of people living in a small Viking village, um, you know, from, like, all of the power struggles that they have about rivalry gender equality betrayal and friendship basically that's you know it's all of that sort of stuff mm. uh in there uh but basically it's uh if you imagine it's a bit like um everybody has today's values but are all vikings right so i'm probably going to do a really bad viking accent in a minute but you know <laughs> The the wolves, <clears throat> someone will say something, and they'll be, "Well, don't you think that's a bit racist?" You know, <laughs> or yeah, something okay. like that. So it's that kind of hu, you know, that sort of humor. And some people are like politically correct and stuff like that, but it's also really, really gruesome. <laughs> you know, there is blood splattered, limbs cut off, and all of that. So it's got all of like the brutality. Yeah, but. You know, and it, obviously everybody's really heavily accented, but they're all speaking English as well. That's mm. the, the basic thing. Um, but, <clears throat> uh, you know, there's all sorts of uh, humorous sort of things in there. It's like, um, you know, the, the the most evil guy on the show who cut, turns up at season two, actually, uh, he gets both of his hands chopped off. And then it has to get replacements. And they said, this is like state of the art. And basically it's leather with a few twigs sticking out at the end of it. You know, this is, this is a modern prosthesis, you know, and mm. stuff like that. And it's just, it's, it makes fun of everything and everyone, you know, no one is right, really safe. So it's, it's not like you're saying it's, um, you know, they're being racist or anything to anyone Mm. The, the, uh, to, to any in particular group, it's just that that's the humour for the for everyone, including each other, you know. Um, and it's it's just such a good laugh. It's it's a bit of a refreshing change, really. Yeah. When you when you transplant, like people who, um, you know, who who are living in those times, but implanting in them the modern day values. So it's like. Um, you know, one of them says something and it says, I don't know what you mean. And it says, well, I've invented this, you know, modern new linguistic skill. It's called lying, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. And I'm going to be using it in more conversations in the future. And that sort of thing, you know, it's that's that sort of joke as well. But there's a few seasons of this and uh, I think there's about, 12 episodes in total. Yeah, I've just looked at six episodes a season, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's worth a watch if you're, you know, if you're not offended easily by uh, stuff and you're quite, you know, quite happy um, with humour that just takes the mick out of anybody who walks past. Uh, it's all right. If you, if you are offended in any way, shape or form, or if you're squeamish, don't bother watching it because it mm. ain't going to be for you in a month of Sundays. But, cool. Uh, yeah, so that's that's my little thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, shall we move on to 
tech talk? Yeah. From the laboratories of... Okay, we haven't had tech talk for absolutely ages. So I thought I would just, uh, I'm going to, I've got a few things that I'm going to bring over the next few weeks. Uh, so first, uh, well, first off this week, uh, I just wanted to tell people about something called the Retro Flag Mega Pie. Have you heard of this? Well, I do have a pie sitting there on my desk that's not being used at the minute. Right, okay. When we're talking about pie, by the way, we're talking about a computer on a board. We're not, yeah, talking, not, we're not talking about steak and kidney. Or American pie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, basically, you know, you know how we have, like, you know, the PlayStation Mini, we have Art Classic, we have the NES Mini, whatever. Well, in terms of this, a company called Retroflag has created a case which pays homage to the Sega Mega Drive and it's called the Mega Pie. So this is a like a bare bones case um, and it is, you know, like I said, styled exactly like a Mega Drive case or Genesis, was it Genesis wasn't it? It was called in America. And it fits, hmm. uh, I think, most models, but I've got a, a Raspberry Pi 3B Plus and it fits perfectly uh, in there. Size-wise, it's about the same size as the PlayStation Classic. So, you know, about, what, four inches by three, something like that. Literally, basically not much bigger than the board itself. There is um, a storage area um, for the cartridge slot, which is hidden. So you lift up uh, something and you can put in a new uh, boot drive you know, for your retro pie, because they all run off SD cards. Um, and also there is a, a hidden area on the underside, which has the ability to hide like your USB and Wi-Fi dongles on there. Uh, and also you can trace your cable in for your LAN if you're using LAN instead. So that's the hidden ones. There's two front facing, um, usb slots like normal because that's part of the main board which you can plug directly in and obviously the slots for um your hdmi uh, are free for you to be able to output there as well um but there is also if you remember the disc sort of shape circle at the top of the mega drive there is um that is actually like a little hidden compartment so you can open that up and you can put in your spare sd cards or whatever in there yeah i'm looking one on amazon yeah it's about well probably about 30 quid on amazon but they've been 15 you can get them for this come yeah this one is 29.9 and it comes with a fan as well to plug on yeah yeah there's enough room for you to plug on a little fan onto the um cpu as and well it comes with it comes with a nice little case for it yeah a little sort of sort of uh, sort of one of those pool bags. Yeah, but it's absolutely gorgeous little thing. And I'll tell you what else I like about this as well. And mm. this was a big, big selling point for me. Was I don't know whether or not how you've got your um, your Raspberry Pi set up, but in order to switch it off, I have to physically unplug it from the wall because it doesn't have a switch either on the standard case or anywhere else. I have to have a look at my... I think I bought my Pi 
about a year ago. Yeah. About 18 so, months ago, wasn't it? Maybe. So it's what mine's going to be, a 3? It's going to be a 3A? A 3? Three? 3B plus, because mine's about two years old. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, But anyway, in, in order, if, you, if you've got the official um charger, not charger, power adapter, it doesn't have an on-off switch. But this gives you an on-off switch. So you just switch it on just like you would, um, you know, your uh, old Mega Drive or whatever. Mm. Um, and it's got a little power LED light that shows on as well when it's powered. I do think that if you use a, a one-volt USB, it doesn't give it enough power. So I think mm. you have to use a slightly higher um, voltage, but don't quote me on that. Um, but, <coughs> excuse me, um, it looks absolutely superb. It is really, really easy to fit as well. Uh, when you take it out of the box, which is also designed with, you know, the the look of the um, Mega Drive in mind, when you take it out, um, you just open it up. It's not screwed together. And inside is a little bag with some screws uh, and a, a Phillips head screwdriver to go with it, a very you know, small one. So you don't even need to have any any other tools. And then you literally turn your um, pie upside down, if I remember rightly, and connect the All ribbon. the filling falls out. Go and tell me. All the filling falls no, out. No, it doesn't. You, you connect your ribbon cable <laughs> because yeah. you have to connect your ribbon cable to the, you know, the um, port on the main board with all of the spikes coming off. Mm. That has to fit on a certain way. Uh, but that then controls the power going to the board. Right. Um, and, you know, switching it on and off. And then just literally close it together, put the screws together. And as long as you've lined up everything, because when I did it first time, uh, the board was, even though I couldn't see it, just a few millimetres out, which meant I couldn't get the SD card back into the uh, unit. But once you've done that, it's fine. Um, and really easy to do. Literally a two-minute job to put it together. Hmm. So, so what so size mem- so what size memory stick did you put in it? Um I think SD I've got, card. Uh thirty-two or sixty-four gig one mm-hmm. in there. Um because at the moment that one has got um what do you call it? Uh it's got some of my old uh Commodore Amiga games uh on that. You know, some of the ones that have um got on my main Amiga but I can't play because some of the discs have become a bit corrupted Mm. Um, so you know I'd already you know got that information you know stored in a file so you Mm. can just use RetroPie to play it and then with uh, uh, RetroPie you can actually just use any controller to you know play games on whatever system so you could use an Xbox controller to play if you were lucky enough to have any SNES ROMs, for example. You mm. could um, put the SNES ROMs on it because it's a, a game emulator. Um, bearing in mind the legality of that, if you actually do download it and you don't already own the game. Um, and then you could play it on an Xbox controller, for example, or a PlayStation one. Mm. Um, but in terms of it as a case, because I bought it for the case for the computer, 
um, because I, what I want to do with this now is actually have this as like, um, how, how can I put it? Sort of like as a bit of a media server for my TV downstairs and see yeah. if I can get that working um, on there uh, with, you know, some of my digital copies of movies. Mm. Um, and then you know, uh, use it that way, but I thought it looked quite nice stuck underneath the TV. Oh. Uh, but it's just, it is an absolutely fantastic looking case. To be quite honest, it's just nice having a case and having it sat there on your desk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just so small and quaint, as it were. Mm. But uh, super easy to do. I've also, I've done an installation video uh, for this, and it's uh, on the Pop Culture Gamers YouTube channel as well. So if you want to go and see that, you can. Okay. That should be interesting. I need to do something with mine. Mine's been sitting there gathering dust at the minute. I've not had time to play with it. Yeah, you can also get a pack uh, with this and an actual Mega Drive um, controller or pair of controllers as well. I think that's about £30. Yeah. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But the great thing is, the PlayStation Classic comes with two PlayStation 1 era pre-DualShock controllers that are USB. How cool is that? Yeah. Very cool. Plugging plug an Xbox controller into a Mega Drive would look a bit odd, though. <laughs> yeah, it would. be a bit odd playing a, you know, like an Amiga game on a PS1 controller. Mm. But there you go. Anyway, that's my bit of tech talk. I don't know if you've got anything that you want to add in there. Not really. I'd like to get some... I'd, I'd like to probably actually make... I'd be nice to have a PS1 at one, actually, wouldn't it? I know that you, you've got the one you can fork out 50 quid for. Yeah. But uh, if you could put one together yourself. What a case. I mean, if you had yeah. a 3D printer, you could 3D print it, couldn't you? True, yeah, you could do. But I'm, um, sure, I'm sure they're out there somewhere for that. Oh, yeah, you can download uh, the uh, things for it, the plans. Mm. But they they do have other cases, but they, they are only at the moment. Uh, <coughs> they only seem to be Sega and Nintendo sort mm. of styling. But... Um, I don't know why that is, because I would have thought that the PS1, rather than the original PlayStation, would have been an absolutely ideal candidate for Retro Flag to copy, but maybe they can't do because of copyright reasons or whatever. Yeah, and also them bringing their own version out, as they have done anyway. Yeah. Probably would be, be a no, so yeah. Yeah, because the other thing I was thinking of in terms of um, using the Retro Flag, or rather the Pi, was mm. actually connecting it permanently to a small um, touchscreen monitor that had access to, um, you know, the family Google Calendar so that we could always see where each other is. Mm. I thought that would be quite cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's numerous ways you can, what you can do with these things, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, because that's one of the things I'm thinking about doing it because you can buy like a touchscreen, you know, a small touchscreen for virtually mm. nothing. And it would just make it look a bit funky if it was sort of like mounted on the wall. 
<laughs> underneath a little screen, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. Just uh, probably won't appeal to the missus, but it definitely appeals to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shall we move on to uh, listener questions? Yep. John, what's happening to us? Okay, so we've got listener questions again, and this week, Mark, as always, is starting off, and I'm not quite sure what he's wrote here, but what basically what he's saying is, I think, do you think that there's such a thing where you can be on farming gaming one week, oh, one day, uh, and you're good at a game one day, but you go back the next day to be poor at it? And it's so true. So true, yeah. It is. I mean, there's sometimes I so I've brought I've been in a game and I'm I'm struggling on a level or some point, and you're that frustrated. You just put it down, walk away, have a cup of tea, yeah. Come back, and whether it's one hour, two hour, or a day, or a week, or a it, month, or in my case, years, you, you pull it off, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. I, th- I think that my record has been about three or four years for. Uh, Resident Evil 5. Don't say about that. No, neither neither do I. Um, I think the program had glitched on me, to be quite honest. Um, Mm. But anyway, yeah, I I think that it can happen where you can be bad and then get good on your next game. But I also think it can go the other way because you only need a slight break in games like Destiny and then all of a sudden... Where the where on earth are you? You know, you, you know, you. Uh, I'm sure you've had it with the Crucible, mm. where you've had a break and gone back, and you're not at top form, are you? No, no, you're not. No, <laughs> you know, I'm used to playing Gambit at the moment, and don't get me wrong, give me a couple of games, and I sort of get get into it. Yeah, but you get you get hammered. You think, oh, what are we doing wrong? Yeah, exactly. I mean, for me, you know, I was getting, uh, you know, I was fine. Well, I don't really play multiplayer, but as you know, but when we were doing, you know, player versus environment, hmm. I was going in there, I was getting headshots really fast and stuff like that. Now I feel like, um, you know, like a noob's brain everywhere when I play the game because I just, I've lost the motor control in my thumb for looking again. Hmm. And it's, it just takes a, a few goes to get that back. So I, th- I think, um, you know, you can, and also you're affected by everything, your stress level, how tired you are, are you hungry, are you thirsty, all of that sort of stuff. So yeah, I do think it can have a bigger impact. Hmm. Especially if you're dehydrated, because that does do strange things to your brain. Yeah, true. It does, doesn't it? It does. Anyway, do you want to do uh, Mark's next question? Yeah. So, this is going to be a, how do I put it, Mystic Meg. Yeah. What will be the biggest flop game related or otherwise to 2019? Anthem? (laughs) That's what I was going to say. I know I keep seeing video footage of some of the YouTubers I, 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 I sort of high, have in high standard regards, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't. I mean, I, I think Kingdom Hearts should be fine. 
I, th- I think you're pretty safe with Kingdom Hearts, aren't you? In terms yeah. of uh, Resident Evil, be I'm sure that'd be fine as well. But Anthem's a new IP, and EA are involved, so I don't know. Well, I, I'm going to say that for now. Prove me wrong, EA. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe the new Star Wars game. I'll tell you what has been the biggest flop of recent, though. Whether or not you like it or not. I don't. I didn't even go down that route. <laughs> well, let's put it this way: it should be called Fallout eighty-five. Yeah, because it's eighty-five percent off on CD keys. It's mm. now eight pound forty-nine. Is Fallout? It's unbelievable, isn't it? That's on PC, obviously. Um, yeah, which is always a bit cheaper, but even so, it's still rocketed down in yeah. stores. I don't. As well. I don't want to talk about it. I really don't. I really. Just... Doesn't it? Doesn't it boil your pee though? With it, I don't like boiling it. About like I just want to explode. But yeah, it's hey ho. Yeah. Okay. So, what about anything else? Any other thoughts on what might or might not be a flop? I don't know, really. I EA came to mind. Um, obviously, everyone will probably be screaming crackdown at us. Well. All PlayStation fanboys will be, but mm. but no, I don't know. I, I, you know, I think most things are going to be okay. I mean, it's always something that doesn't work. I mean, you would have thought Mass Effect would fail. Yeah, but to be honest, going back to it, as I have recently, mm. it's not as bad as you remember, especially <clears throat> not now. They've yeah. put a lot of work into getting that game right the way it should have been. And I, I would say, actually, it is now one of the games that you should try because it's really cheap or free if you're on Xbox and you're in um, EA Access. It's worth a, it's worth a shot. Mm. But if you're on PC, I think it's about six ninety nine, something like that. Definitely, True. definitely worth um, you know considering. To be quite honest with you. Hmm. I'll tell you what I can't believe. Just I'm just I was looking. Uh, the cost of Unity on the PC is like tenner, but you go to uh, you go to the Xbox version. It's about fifty p. <laughs> yeah, that one was going free for a while. <laughs> you know, quite cheap, wasn't it? It was, yeah. But it, it suffered a lot. Did that game? That was hmm. another perfect example of a game that was a flop. Uh, but yeah, what about f- any films or anything that you think might not play so well? Um, I think the big ones are all accounted for well and truly. Uh, thinking what's coming out in the future, I I I, don't, I can't think of anything that's going to fail. Uh, I must admit, I'm kind of worried. About the new Star Wars one now. Mm. I mean, J.J. Abrams, um, in him we trust, but he's going to have to really pull it out of the bag. I think Shazam's going to be a flop. Mm. I might be wrong, but I just I don't get a good feeling about that. Um... Anything else? Just try to think of what other ones that are on. Quite looking forward to Zombieland. I don't think that that'll uh, too. I don't think that'll be. Yeah. Do you know they're doing a remake of the Adams Family? Oh, are they? Yeah. 
I'm not sure about that at all. And they're evidently doing a Sonic the Hedgehog movie as well. Well, why? I don't know. You know, it's... I have no idea why. <clears throat> no idea at all. And an untitled Jumanji uh, thing and an untitled Terminator reboot. That's got all the potential for being a disaster. Yeah. Especially after um, Genesis. Well, there's a few reboots of TV shows coming out probably over the next couple of years. Some bits and pieces, isn't there? So Yeah. Mostly with Star and Wars in the names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there probably will be. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. But I think there's a lot of good stuff coming. A lot of good stuff. Mm. Um. Anyway, do you want to... Uh, that's my turn, isn't it? It is, yeah. It is. Facebook. I'm doing Nicky's uh, question, his first question. He's had two. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is getting a reboot this year. Why? Uh, did you watch it back in the day? If so, what are some of your favourite characters and episodes? And are you a Team Buffy or Team Angel? I, I don't remember too much of it now. Yeah. But I was always a Team Buffy any day of the week. How did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> Angel, actually, he was actually he moved on, didn't he? Because he ended up being in Bones. Yeah, he did. But uh, he also ended up with uh, Charisma Carpenter as well, didn't he? In, mm. On the show. Which always seemed to me to be a bit odd. But yeah, I mean, I think he's done other stuff as well, hasn't he? Isn't he in like a military one or something? Now he did. There was a, a Sky Sky TV show that came on where he was involved in a Iraq style type of action show. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So you were Team Buffy. Yeah. So who was your favourite character? I did like actually the one actually we all we all we, all, we, all, we, all, we can't say Buffy because that'd be too easy, wouldn't it? No, no. If you, not if it's generally your favourite character. <clears throat> I did like. Um, no, I can't remember the character's name. I'm gonna have to. Uh, well, just tell us which one it was, and I'll. I'll have to look myself. To be honest, was, anyway, it, was it Giles? It. No, it was uh, Willow. It was Willow, yeah. Yeah. I've always had a soft spot for for Alison. Yeah, I have to admit, yeah, um, I would uh, completely agree with those sentiments. It was just something about her character. Well, that and then she, I mean, when she was in American Pie later on. Yeah. Yeah, she's a good actress. Yeah. Although I've not watched her in um, that, you know, Meet Your Mother one, whatever it's called. No. Um, How I Met Your Mother. You How mean? I Met Your Mother, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've not watched her in that at all. She is in that, isn't she? Um, I mean, for me, I preferred Buffy. As a matter of fact, I've got all of Buffy and Angel on uh, DVD. I've been seriously thinking about actually saying goodbye to them because I haven't watched them for a long, long time. Hmm. Um, but I do have them all on uh, yeah. DVD. I mean- I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar, though, she she was a bit stunning, I must admit. She, she never really did it for me, to be honest. No? No, I preferred um, 
what was her name? The 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 one that came after her when she when she died in one of the seasons. Hmm. I, do you remember? Oh, I it's I I can't remember being heavily invested in it, even though I did watch it. Do you I know think, what I mean? I don't think I've actually watched Buffy for ten years. I haven't for such a long time. No. But um, she was in she was in Scream as well, if I remember rightly. Yes, and, she was. Uh, yeah. And also she was in I Know What You Did Last Summer, another good horror film of the time. Yeah, that's true. Actually it was Scream Two, not Scream One, but yeah, Scream Two. Um yeah. I'm trying to remember what uh what her name was. Because there was there was a lot of because they brought in um, Michelle uh, Trachtenberg as uh, Dawn Summers and she was like the key as well, Mm. wasn't she? Um, And then Willow became lesbian and uh, was her romance was Tara McClare, um, that character who was a witch, and Xander on there um, went out with a demon called Anya. Do you remember that? No, I, do you know it, it? It all passes me by now, to be honest. And you had Giles from the coffee advert. It was Faith. That's who I liked. Uh, Eliza uh, uh, Dushku. She was. Uh, I, I liked her character because it, she was sort of like a bit more hardcore than uh, Buffy was. You know, mm. harder, not playing by the rules, that sort of stuff. Um, I did watch Angel as well. I, I thought Angel had some really good, strong seasons, to be honest. I quite liked it when they took over the law firm, which I think was the last season. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I like both shows. It's just I've not watched them for so long. But I think Buffy was um, one of the first shows to go to widescreen format as well. Yeah, I... It, it, a lot of it's passed me by now. It's such a long time ago. Yeah. Well, how how long ago was it? 96 to 2003. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a long time ago. I mean, we didn't even have Blu-rays, for God's sake. <laughs> no, exactly. Hence why I've got it on DVD. <laughs> mm. Okay, do you want to do uh, Alan's one then? Okay, so Alan Cochrane's, what's your favourite video game soundtrack? Watch it. Go first. I knew that you would. I would say Mass Effect. That trilogy, to be honest, I really did like the music in that. I thought it just sounded absolutely uh, superb. Um, I think Alan's uh, given us a link to Super Castlevania Four as his favourite one. Um, But for me, I would say Mass Effect is probably my favourite music. Well, some of the most soothing and sort of memento, I don't know the right word to use now, um, to music in games of, of, of old was, was Fallout and Skyrim. I could have guaranteed you were going to say two Bethesda games. <laughs> because they are really heavy in music for the, the open world. Yeah. And... Okay, I've got I've got Fallout and Vidal now, and I've got Fallout Fallout Three. Sorry, uh, <clears throat> but um, I do like now. I've, now I've been playing a bit of it because I've now got the game. Is the the latest Spider Man? Yeah, that's a good. It so fits 
like the movies, the soundtrack. It really, it's really strong. Mm. But I say I've always, and rightly so, with Mass Effect. That's a very strong soundtrack. Mm. Even God of War is as well, actually. Yeah, God of War did have some very good music, very dramatic. I mean, I don't yeah. think that you can turn around and say something like um, the 2009 or 10 game of Star Trek, because that took me, me, music straight from the cinema, just like you can't turn around and say all of the Star Wars games as well. Although mm. there was a quite funky version of the Imperial March done on one of the games. Okay, I'll tell you where for it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. This, I think a lot of the, the retro games now they are, I suppose. Uh, they've all got their. I mean, even Red Dead Redemption mm. is pretty good. So about manic manic mine. There was some annoying. There was some annoying ones. I think remember rightly. Yeah, I'll tell you one that was good. From back from 1984 and has continued in the franchise ever since. The Blue Danube on Elite. Well, that's classical, so that that's not even video game music, to be honest. It's a th- th- uh, track in a video game. Oh, it is, yeah, but it's, it's 2001 A Space Odyssey. But it's not 2001 A Space Odyssey, the video game. No, but what I'm saying is that... I know, I know what you're saying. I'm just being... You're being pedantic, are you? Are? I am. I am. But I am pedantic. But, but it but it was... It did it did work very well when you were docking in a docking station. Oh, yeah. It, it set that game off absolutely perfectly, and that's what I loved about it. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, th- I think that there is loads of really good... Um, good video game soundtracks to be quite honest with you i mean when you look at uh like company heroes and stuff you know that sort of stuff as well um i've just had i've had so many on the humble bundle they literally throw music soundtracks at you uh mm. in a in a lot of the bundles or certainly they <coughs> used to do mm. uh whether or not i, don't know, I think they've, they're less so now but i've had absolutely loads of um soundtracks that are, you know that i've received um from them you know in various different sort of formats and you know i just i think that there are there are so many i'm just having a look at some of the ones um just seeing if i can th- i think dark siders was quite a good sort of soundtrack mm. uh let's have a look just try to any of the ones that they've actually given me. Limbo was quite... It was fitting for the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, Red Orchestra. That was quite a good... Quite a good one, if I remember rightly. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's, there's quite a few. Um they fit in. They fit into the games that they design for mostly. I think. The thing is, you won't think of all of them until you go end up playing and think, "Oh, that was good. That was good." Do you know what I mean? You, you forget. It's yeah. Easy. But the the new Spider Man games definitely got a good soundtrack. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, quite like some of the music from Destiny. No, that is. Yeah. I've got. We'll say I've, I've got the Forsaken soundtrack, which came for me as a freebie from Bungie. 
How come? Well, for doing one part of the game, uh, when you completed Forsaken, they offered it to you in an email. I never got that email. And you, you could download it between a certain date, and um, I downloaded the the, <coughs> the, uh, the soundtrack for, for the Forsaken. That's weird because we both finished it at the same time, and I never got that email. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Was 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 the Dreaming City not finished? Maybe. Maybe, maybe because I, I left. I've only just literally finished doing that. Yeah, cause that might have been a part of it. And also, yeah, it's 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 quite a good soundtrack actually. Very good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's when they get soundtracks that really fit the game. That That's when it's good, isn't it? You know, where, that completely complements it. Mm. Speaking of soundtracks, uh, John Williams is just about to start composing Star Wars. Yeah, for the last time. Mm. Da, da, da. <laughs> anyway, should we move on? Yeah. Do you want to do... Uh... Craig's? Yes. Okay, so... He's saying, do you think that Seasons Diablo style would work in Destiny 2? Maybe something Bungie could take them could take from them when they leave Activision. Aren't they already doing that? We have Seasons already? Well, we do have something called Seasons. We're on Season 5 at the minute. Yeah, and you get like unique stuff in that. Obviously, the deal with the the DLC and the season pass, they're giving you stuff to to instead of story content, you're getting stuff to do. Yeah, because the new season six starts in March. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. It's not far away, to be honest. Um, so to a certain degree, I think yeah, they probably are. I don't know what Craig thinks about that, but I'm sure he'll let us know. Yeah, I mean. Uh... I'm just, yeah, because they do things like you have the rifts, don't they, mm. in seasons and uh, specific objectives. So maybe that's more what he's talking about. But we but do we get, do. with the Dreaming City, you get a, there's a three-week turnaround for a different cycle of activities. Yeah. So And they obviously have the Ascendant each week, as differently each week. I need to, to catch up on all of this because I don't know what half of it is that you're talking this, about. There is so much to do in that game now. The way they've worked out is really clever. I think it's really good. And Craig will totally agree with me on that. Yeah. Um, are you there? Yes, I'm waiting for you. Sorry, it just... You're hosting. I, it went... <laughs> and then it stopped. And I thought, you, you <laughs> sound like you were halfway through a conversation. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Um, so, last one. Nicky Wilson. What older movies are you hoping to get a 4K release this year? And what movie do you think will be the first big 4K movie that you have to watch to show off 4K like Gladiator on DVD uh, and Avatar? Well, unfortunately, older movies getting the 4K really these days, they're not true 4K, are they? Yeah, they are. They're more 4K. Old movies are more 4K than the modern ones. Because if they're properly converted from the 35mm film, 35mm film will upscale to 8K and 70mm will upscale to 16K. So if you've got a proper remaster 
of a 4K of a of a film for you know like I don't, I don't know Star Wars the original well, they, cut the, the that thing would is, be yeah but the thing is what's happening is a lot of these they're losing these prints aren't they and they're in very poor condition some of them but so, some of them but if they're remastering them then mm. they then they put all of that back you know they they can restore it I mean, I'd still like to see whether or not it would look as good. I mean, it doesn't look bad in, in the th- in the anniversary edition I've got now, but Jaws holds close to my heart mm. going back in the day. Yeah, that, that was a good movie. And they, what they've, the re, they have done some restoration work on that already, and mm. it's pretty cool with what they've done with it. Uh, do we want to see all the Star Trek movies in 4K now? Yes. Well, Star Trek The Motion Picture, Star Trek 2. Three, um, four. <laughs> no, just The Undiscovered Country. Not four? Yeah, The Voyage Home as well. And yes. um, First Contact. They'll do them as a bundle anyway. They will. Of what would well, you like if, or if not? They do. But if they're going to do Star Trek The Motion Picture... Do the director's cut, not the theatrical release. Hmm. Because I want all that stuff put back in, and I want. It's not going to be hard for them to, um, you know, redo those graphics for the bits that you know. That's why I. That's why I've still got my DVD version. That's why I have as well. (laughs) Because Because we're both nerds. Because they don't, and even the intro is different. Because the way the, the the. the the lettering of the uh, of the cast comes up is different. Yeah, it's all done just weird, but yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I'll tell you what one I'd like to see done in four K. I don't think it's out yet. Um, but it well, might I'm, be. Well, I'm looking at it. I'm looking. I told you it later. I'm looking at it right now. When it's in its second run, we've been doing the podcast that long. It's actually started again. What? Because my TV is running something on in. All oh, right, oh, oh, true lies. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, to be honest, I'd be just happy for that for a, a Blu-ray, let alone a 4K <laughs> Blu-ray. Um, because I thought, you know, my wife really loves that film as well. I thought that's an Annie film we can both get behind and watch, but I don't want to watch it on DVD. I thought mm. I know I've gone to Amazon or buy it, couldn't get it for love and money because it doesn't exist. Not on Blu-ray. Actually, the, the 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 DVD cut don't look too bad actually on in here. I'd like to put it on the. See what it looks like upscaled. It won't look that good. Well, it might not be too bad. But in t- in terms of it, well, because there's two parts to this question. So what older movies am I hoping to get? The older movies I'm hoping to get is 2001 A Space Odyssey, mm. which is already just released and is evidently the movie to watch for 4K science fiction, it's supposed to be the best example. Mm. Because they've taken it from the 70 mil film of the original, which can upscale up to 60... Oh, it can be converted to 16K, and they've remastered it. And I've also remastered that in 8K for the 8K broadcast in Japan. Mm. Because that was the first film that has been broadcast anywhere as an 8K movie. Yeah. So that will look absolutely amazing. In terms of uh, 
other movies, old movies. Big Trouble in Little China. I want. I would like to see that. That's still only if you're lucky in Blu-ray. Yeah, I've got it on Blu-ray, but getting that, we're talking about if they remastered it to 4K, aren't we? Mm. So let's have that, to be honest. Yeah. Because that is a classic, classic movie. Uh, And the Back to the Future trilogy. I don't think we'll ever see Back to the Future trilogy being up. I think they're, you know, I don't know how you get these films done or you've got to put a protest on for it. (laughs) Mm, Probably. Um, So, yeah, that's what I would say. And also, in terms of what movies uh, should you have that show off 4K, you know, what what's the first movie? Um, the Greatest Showman. Because that was filmed in 4K. And it's a complete true 4K. The colours are beautiful. The sound is beautiful. Everything about that. So the the two movies to have are 2001 A Space Odyssey and The Greatest Showman for visuals, mm. so for the 4K, because they're both true 4K. Hmm. I do agree with you. I don't, I don't agree with you about The Last Showman at all. Have you watched Sorry. it? No, I don't intend to either. So, okay, so what you mean is to say is you don't agree with me with the way that a movie looks, not about story, the way that it looks because you haven't seen it. You see, I, I think... <laughs> That's what I you think, said. <laughs> no, but I don't... I, I'm not going to be... I, 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 actually, I think Wonder Woman looks good in 4K, yeah, but personally. Th- that was upscaled from 2. Doesn't matter. It's, it's no. It's good. not. It's not true 4K because I could have said Thor Ragnarok. I could have said uh, Infinity War. I could have said Ready Player One. But they were all upscaled. The only other movie that shows off 4K from 4K source material is Blade Runner twenty forty nine, or remasters like The Matrix. Yeah, I still ain't seen that yet. Mm. So, you know, if you can't, you can't really say that you're getting the best quality by I tell looking you what, at. I tell you, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it is not, but Valerian looks amazing. It's two K, upscaled. Mm. Again, it, it's but it, it still looks good though. So it I looks, don't give a damn. Yeah, it, it looks better than the the Blu-ray. Certainly, because it's upscaled, but you're still not getting the level of quality. See, this is what I mean when I say, I'm not saying The Greatest Showman because of the content of the movie. I'm just talking about very basic colour reproduction and visuals. Yeah? That movie, as I understand it, has um, is played in um, HDR10, Dolby Vision, and it's also got Dolby well, Atmos. 2018, I'm, we've got Mission Impossible Fallout. Apparently. Solo is apparently real 4K. No, the graphics weren't all rendered in 4K. I'm looking at I'm looking at fake or I'm looking at on the um, 4K Blu-rays forums for 4K fake and real. Yeah. Well I I've got solo 4K and I can tell you it's not a patch 
on The Great Showman because the level of detail that that film shows, it shows so, off 4K, and that's what the question is. What's the ones yeah. to watch for showing off 4K? No, yeah, I'm just I'm looking at real. I'm just looking at 2018 real and fake. Yeah, what movies they got down here in this list? Yeah, so they got Tomb Raider as being real 4K. Black Panther. That was shot. That was mastered in uh, 2K and is upscaled. Well, 4KBlu-ray.com then are telling telling lies. Then, but anyway, it's by the by. Tell it. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, I'm telling you what I'm reading. Don't argue with me. Don't argue with me. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. So we're going to get an argument going on here, and I don't want to do that right now. Okay. <laughs> well, that's it, really. We're at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, do you want to do your contact, yeah. Steve? Yeah. So, oh, sorry, just went dead for a second. Yeah. So, Steve 07 Gamertag on the Xbox, PS4 is the real Steve 07. And. Is there anything else? Because I'm completely... What is it with me tonight? Am I that tired? I think you must be. You're not your normal uh, self there, Steve. <laughs> anyway, and Twitter is um, is Steve07 as well. So, there you go. Yeah, it's all wrote down there for you on the page. I'm not even reading the page. I'm not even looking at the page at the minute. <laughs> that might sort of uh, explain things. Um, I don't normally need to, but it's just, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting tired. Yeah, okay. Uh, so my contact details are basically HERJUK on absolutely everything, PSN, Xbox Live, Steam, Battle.net, Ubisoft, um, GOG, whatever, um, what's the year, Origin, all of that sort of stuff. If you want to get in contact with the podcast, then you can email us at podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk. We have our website popculturegamers.podbean.com don't forget also that there is our facebook group funnily enough called pop culture gamers we have as mentioned at the beginning of the show our amazon um, echo skill for pop culture gamers which you can attach to your device and ask it to launch the podcast and skip through our episodes that way uh, as well and also if you would like to support the show you can do so financially via patreon or you can just give us a good review or maybe even retweet the show uh, and that sort of thing as well and that's it for another week another wrap one year one year mate hmm yes can't quite believe it we're there but there we go <laughs> second year season two here we come so thanks for listening. Thanks for your support, everyone. And it's a good night from me. And a good night from him. Good night. Good night. You are about to witness history in the making. Mm-hmm.